0: Welcome to the Jeff Gross podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to partypoker.com to play tournaments, cash games and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. All right, welcome everyone. We've got another special guest, another podcast number 96. My man Luigi is joining us, the co-founder and CEO of Check the Side Luigi. How are you?
1: Uh, Hi, Jeff. Uh, Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, um, I'm I'm fine. and I'm excited. Uh, Pretty good. How are you?
0: I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm also excited. I know I uh, was speaking with you last year about this project and then followed up early uh, this year and got got involved. I actually, you know, I invested. I believe in the product. I think it's great. I love the look and feel Uh, of Check the Side, which we will. Dive into. We're going to go and, and talk about that. I want to show people how it works. You know, I see all in Pav, you know, Matt Staples, uh, Charlie Correll, ton of guys, uh, respected people in the community that have uh, been using it. A lot of others as well uh, that 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 are seeing the power of it and how it can really visually help. Because I think one of the things about poker is it's not that fun to study. Um, people don't. People aren't lazy. Um, I would say like people want to work. They don't really know how. And PO solver and these things are kind of they're not as fun like this is really aesthetically pleasing um it's a nice way to review so we'll cover that we'll go through that in a bit and again congrats on the launch and success of check the side but um i want to first talk about you and your career and your poker journey so if you would give us a little history on yourself how long you've been in poker and uh let's start there so give me give me your background and, and how you got into poker
1: yeah like uh I have a career as a player of like uh, 14, 15 years. And uh, I've been a poker coach for more than 10 years for sure. And um, yeah, like I I, I started in summer like uh, 2005. And actually I, I, I... could not have ma- imagined myself being uh, any kind of gambler. Uh, so my my parents always tried to keep keep me away from things like this. And uh, but but uh, I played a few sessions with my friends uh, like live um, five card draw probably. And um, and and then I read an article about poker and I, it really fascinated me like like how deep the strategy is behind poker. So I I decided like after playing like. Not, after having played like uh, 50 hands or 100 hands, I decided that I want to give this a serious shot. So, mm. so um, I I guess it sounds strange, but in the next three months, I haven't played a hand, a single hand. I just I just started. I, I ordered all the books available. You know, like. Uh, Harrington Poker, Super System, and uh, even The uh, Theory of Poker from David Schonsky. That's and the
0: one I've read. That's literally the only book <laughs> I ever read. I just got that one. That was the one I liked and looked at early and used that for my basis. But yeah, that's uh, one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like my personal favorite was uh, the Harrington, uh, Harrington trilogy. That, that was uh, amazing at the time. And I, I would say, like, Probably it's it's still valuable for a, a complete beginner. Like like it's it's a wonderful book. And I, I, I remember I spent like weeks reading that book over and over again, making notes, uh, making questions, answering answering my own questions, uh, thinking about the game. And uh, by the time I felt ready to play, I, I actually had a huge edge on the field, like ch- just by by theoretically practicing poker. And uh, looking back, it was more of like a fear of failure because obviously poker was completely new at the time, not, not accepted by society, not even as much as it is now. Um, so yeah, it, uh, like I I, 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 really wanted to succeed and, and that's why I prepared so much before actually starting to play. But yeah, it, 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 started really good. Uh, I, I had winning months, uh, one after another and, uh, yeah, I, I very soon found myself on the final table of the Sunday Million and, and backed uh, like 133K or something like that in a three-way deal. So that was sweet for sure. And and then uh, I kept uh, learning, learning a, a lot, and I found some poker friends. I, I managed to discuss strategy a bit. And, and then in 2009, I traveled to Costa Rica for for a, a Latin American poker tour event and I, I managed to win that one uh, which was kind of a joke because uh, the final table of that was extremely tough like you can see some, some, some really good uh, players like Max Steinberg, Steven Silverman and Alec Torelli and, and Ashton Griffin Joey Banks like <laughs> these guys were like 100 times better than me but, yeah, you know, um, luck plays uh, a lot of, uh, like, a big role in tournaments and I, I definitely got lucky many times in the, in the final table. And, and then um, after, like, a few years later in 2010, I I, I, I won a bracelet in a 10K pot limit hold'em event in Vegas, uh, which was sweet for sure, like, one of the best memories of, 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 of my life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that final table was again like ridiculously strong, um, with Tomar Tomarcese uh, on on the final table, Sam Stein, uh like ADZ also, and uh, hey, yeah, um,
0: Danny Stern, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, like uh, actually that tournament like was not much of a performance. I just I just wrangled like not not in a ridiculous way like in in uh, in Costa Rica where i like felt, uh, like uh, very visibly got lucky in many times but in, in in like i was on the right side of coolers i, I won the flips you know you know how, well, what it takes to to win a tournament so uh, yeah but in that year i definitely felt i have a, a quite big edge on the on the field not on that particular final table but but in general over the tournament field and uh I also won a major title in, in uh the Italian poker tour uh, for like three hundred K, uh which is quite ridiculous that I, I, I won the three biggest final tables I, I I ever entered. So uh that's definitely another uh big um yeah, like that definitely a huge part of luck. And um and yeah, uh after that, like this was like million a million dollar year in two thousand ten. And since I started playing poker, I everyone told me, like outsiders of poker, that uh, hey, you should you should invest your winnings. You should like poker is risky. Uh, like stand on 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 more legs than just poker. And I I uh, like I listened to this advice and I I started making some very silly investment just to have my money invested and not just to live off poker. And uh, this was a huge mistake of mine. So i um, I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm not as clever as, as guys like you know Fedor or uh, or Timex, who, who you you listen to and you have a feeling that these guys just never make any major mistake. I I actually did. Like I I I I, I made a lot of mistakes. So hopefully, like those who listen can, can learn a lot from this focus. So yeah, uh, so. Um, yeah, after like a few months, like a few months after 2010, which was million a million dollar year, I, I found myself broke, uh, like completely broke. Like uh, my, my my like I I invested in in businesses where guys like like I I didn't pay enough attention to the businesses I I invested to. I just trusted some guys and and they they either made bad business decisions or they like. Uh, uh, straight away stole my money, but yeah, that's that. That was a big lesson to me, and uh, uh, yeah, like like my my last uh, hope was uh, tilt, That I still have hundred thousand on Fulte, and no, <laughs> or
0: are you did? You no,
1: no, no. Like I, I, I did at the time, I and know. and then they announced that it's like lockdown, and uh, it's 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 probably. Uh, lost forever, but yeah luckily it turned turned out that uh, like poker stars uh, both folded and, and I got that money back uh, but but since that, like I had to learn the other other side of poker like um, you know there is huge variance in in, in poker like um, sometimes you play like mediocre and you have huge results, sometimes you give your really best and and you just you just can't score any anyway, big and this this was happened to me uh like in the next um six seven eight years that i, I grinded up my, myself uh like starting really from the bottom um i i, I was in a state in, in one stable after another um and um uh, and and really really grinded like like hard like uh i spent uh, like 10, 10 hours a day uh, grinding and another 4, 5, 6 uh, hours a day uh, improving my game, running simulations, uh, practicing with HRC, with, with Biosolver, whatever was necessary to, to get better. And uh, yeah, like I, I managed to build myself up to be one of the steadiest big stakes uh, grinders. Like um, I have uh, a fairly steady graph, like basically swingless, but uh, but mentally, it it took a real hit on me. Like like what happened, uh, right. obviously. And uh, and 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 that's why I learned a lot about like, and, and I'm still fascinated by uh, by the how how our brain works and how our fears can control our decisions and and uh, like uh, all 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 that stuff. This is this is a topic I I, I could spend. Uh, days talking about like, like, uh, or brain, mental game, uh, and, and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, um, when I, uh, yeah, like, uh, I around 2017, I, I got uh, promoted to, uh, Bidby, Bidby Staking, you know, the staking group of, uh, Patrick Launard, European, Elmerix, and, then uh, th- there I had a a really, really good year uh, like basically didn't have a losing session uh, for for six seven, eight months and uh, and 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 that's where i I realized that the way we teach and learn poker is just not efficient at all. like I had the chance to have private sessions with uh, like Elmeritz, uh, who is um, uh, probably one of the best tournament players of of uh, of, uh, of these days, and I really prepared for those sessions, and still, uh, usually we ended up uh, talking about like a few hands where we basically agreed on the, play, uh, on the play. It turned out that we, we have nothing to discuss about that hand. And we wasted that valuable time with, with some of the greatest players. And, um, and, and that's why I wanted to uh, reform how we, how we teach and learn poker and wanted to create a tool which uh, filters out the hands where we, where we disagree, where we have something to discuss. and uh, and, and then I started to think about it um and uh, and and that's how I check decisive was born like uh, uh to create a tool which enables players to compare their decisions and to highlight the spots where they actually disagree and uh, this could save a lot of time for for players uh, this could give a very practical approach to to teaching and 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 then learning poker and later I, I it, it turned out that um, this type of service is, or this type of tool is, really attractive for newcomers as well. Like, like um, they, um, they like many of the newcomers are just not ready to dig into forums and these deep discussion with a lot of jargons, etc. They, they are not attract, not attracted by that. They, they just want to uh, like practice poker they just want to see what their poker idols do in a certain situation and and then and, and, and that's why I wanted to create a tool where you can upload a full tournament of yours with all the minor details you know the the main skill of of, of poker is not about like playing big river decisions uh, like like uh, playing your your uh opponents on the river yeah that's that's part of uh, the the strategy and part of your venerate that to 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 make clever decisions on the river, but the most important decisions are like pre adjustments blind versus blind uh, or uh, how to play your short stack from the from the button uh, or from the cutoff uh like uh, adjusting your riskier ranges or or very simple basic things which happen like Dozens of times every session, because uh, if you fix a fix a leak, which happens to you like hundred times a day, and and it's like one dollar one dollar mistake, you can you can fix. That's like uh, three thousand dollar per month or or something like that. And uh, if if you fi- fix fix a one thousand dollar mistake, which happens to you like twice in in a year, that's that's uh, nowhere uh, compared to the small mistake.
0: Um. The, uh, the, the fascinating part about it is, um, you know, I think that what I find, like what I love about poker and content and Twitch in particular is there's a visual, you know, like the it, sort of like we're talking about is to, to talk about poker and show it. It's a bit boring. Like I remember back in, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, what you would like copy paste the hand history, you know, you send it to someone and like you look at it and it's this text. It's kind of like okay but it just gets a little tedious like on Twitch what I actually like is I love sending a hand like a clip and then like talk about it cuz like you get to see you know the the cards it's like in a table setting there's actual commentary you can kind of see the thing but this is actually even just more in my way in my opinion and what got me to want to invest and be involved was I was like wow this actually looks like fun you know this is also a way where I can see what the player would do. I can say what I would do every street, which we'll go and show a couple examples. And then also, you know, in other ways, you could have a great player evaluate, uh, uh, you know, you could do what, what the actual player did. You can do what you think you should do. And then you could even have someone else kind of do it and kind of compare and contrast and be like, oh, wow. Like in this spot where I wasn't sure, this is what the the streamer did or the player. This is what, you know, the world-class player did. And then here's what I did. And I... I love it. I mean, I, I think it's brilliant. I I want to talk more about it, and I just want to know uh, a little bit about how you actually – to get to where it is today, how did it start? Because you said you just had an idea. You wanted to do it. Like, how did you get – you know, let's take a look right here. Like, this is just uh, – we'll we'll, we'll we'll scroll through some some things, but let's just see uh, just a quick, like, example so people can kind of see. Um, I actually remember Pav got – you know, can you explain a little bit? So if you go here and you click on this, this is the entire hands of the tournament. So this, this means – Someone, in this particular instance, I just clicked on the top one, and it happens to be all in Pav, uh, who got ninth place in a tournament. Shows you a place for how much, tells you the tournament name. Uh, this is how many hands he played to get to that point.
1: Yeah, 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 those are, like, uh, the offer is three uh, filters. Uh, filter options the the first one is uh, if you want to play all the tournaments uh, with all the boring folds, like you have seven use under the gun you are you're obviously not interested in that but uh, whatever there there is an option to to play that way but usually you should go with the intermediate filters because uh we designed that one to uh leave in all the potentially interesting hands but filter out all all the boring folds. And uh, the intermediate filters leave in all the uh, small blind and big blind hands, all the hands where you where the hero puts money into the pot, and also um, all the hands where the hero didn't put money into the pot, but he had a, at least a medium strength hand. So he made a major fold pre flop, uh, which which could be interesting. And the last option is. Uh, uh, if the owner of the content marked a few hands with the key icon uh like like the most important hands of the tournament then you can you can use that filter and only see those six
0: hands which uh only is, marked. is is this a so the intermediate filters who is actually deciding that then is this that's a, that's an
1: uh, algorithm thats, uh, uh, that's yeah. automated yep
0: Okay, so that just based on you plug it in, if you have an Ace Ten offsuit, that would count, or something, or some hand that's like playable, but maybe you didn't play it, but you could look at it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that's
0: exactly what it is. Okay, so uh, is this a good one to show, or do you think we should go into like the yeah. original? No no,
1: or? no, 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 That's that, that's fine. So this is this is uh, the first hand which Pat uh, marked as as a key hand. So if you go by that, you can see that uh, there is an. Um, a, a option to open, like um, you can, can you, you can you can make oh, your own decision. Actually, like, it,
0: it shows the big blinds. That's right. So this is actually the big blinds. that's color coordinated as well. By yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Just
1: just to be able to overview the whole table uh, quicker, and yeah, you you probably want to open that one. And you can see that uh, like the smiley that um, uh, it matched the decision of of F and then on the flop it's uh, right away a kind of a tricky situation like you probably know that the small blind hits this this texture quite hard um like like all the broadways um and you probably don't want to see that too much on this texture Uh, actually there is an option to check check this one maybe um like if you want to play a a cautious strategy because here you you have to get into a lot of uh, like marginal stack offs. If you bet this, if you bet this, you probably cannot fold with this many potential draws out there. Uh, mm-hmm. But 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 there there could be a player like if it's a huge net on the small blind, you you may just want to check it. But generally, you 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 want to bet this and
0: uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I guess you could argue. Generally, you'd want to go quarter or small. But the board is so wet, maybe you could size up. But let's just say. You bet that uh, third, uh-huh. and, so, and now you get check raised all in. Um, so, again, to, to the point, if you're going to bet, this is just – this is one of those ones, too. I think it's so important, and this and this is like a hand example, which is interesting to talk about, but you need to have a plan. It's like, all right, I'm betting this, and I will call off if this happens. Like, you have to know this is a chance this is happening, and, and I think you're just too high up in the range, obviously, yeah, whatever. So, that this is what's cool because you get to kind of see, and then other players can actually make notes – um, you can make notes. You can see what the streamer said. You know, let's say we get it in, and there it is. He does have the combo draw and hold. But um, so, so that's cool. And there's actually, is there? You can go right to a flop on a hand. Is that right? Like you can go to a turn river because this is no, uh, no, no, no. Those are just for
1: the comments. So if you notes. click on click on the flop, yeah, okay. you can see like someone asked the question. Okay. I, I will probably have to answer this, <laughs> uh, okay. and, and and the same with preflop So you can make. Uh, comments, street by street, um, and yeah, uh, this is this is how it goes. And if you go uh, to the top right corner of this um, uh, the, the player, you can see a red label like two per six. And uh, yeah, if you click on that, yeah, this is what we call the multi bar. So so you can see uh, how many players uh, reviewed uh, each hand. So you can see that the first hand was reviewed by 193 players and uh the average match percentage was eighty-seven percent. And if you if you click on uh yeah, whatever whatever, uh, you can see like which hands have commentary and and also you can see like which hands have big losing hands or big, big winning hands, uh the, the arrows, the green and red arrows. Um, help you uh, identify the
0: hands and and yeah um, uh, you can you can even if you if you open the multi bar again could you yeah hold on it's my least favorite hand in poker I just got my <laughs> oh so what he raised and I guess uh, okay interesting um, the uh, it, okay so yeah it's uh yeah it's, so this is so it, will it, it tell it give does does this does the emoji it's like yes or no but is there like a a scale of how close like if you min raise versus 2.2 or is it just like right or wrong right
1: um well um they we, we take uh, sizing into uh, consideration uh so if you really mismatch the sizing that even if your step was correct um uh, you you don't get too many points and uh yeah uh so, so you can see that you you completed the last hand of the package, and your overall match percentage so far was 81%. And uh, you fold,
0: So, so on this particular hand, though, if you fold, and the guy and he and Pat folded, obviously you wouldn't see what happened because then the guy doesn't show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not part of the hand history, so
1: right. so so we don't know the like absolute correct answer, and also we we don't try to like imitates uh gto or anything but as you probably are familiar with that uh with entities like applying pure gto to entities, even uh, especially with icm involved and with very big players involved etc different stack sizes whatever uh you you just cannot uh apply pure gto to to tournaments and also you have to uh, take your uh, skill level, uh, your your edge into consideration because if you take every spot with a bit, uh, a low win rate, uh, like like um, if you take every spot where you can make uh, like uh, half big blind or one anti profit um, and, and 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 you go too hard for those spots and and you risk your stack too often. Then you will never ever get to the late stages where you can actually make uh, really profitable decisions. Like like uh, as, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big big fan of Patrick Leonard, and uh, and uh, I, I've heard that he talked about the same concept that that you basically when when you enter a tournament in the early stages, you basically just wait for um, for someone to make a huge mistake because you really don't want to risk your Whole, your your stack your whole stack your tournament life uh before you get to the late stages where you can actually make uh real uh money making decisions like uh, even with just a fold a disciplined fold and a final table you can make a lot of lot of actual dollars or or with a carefully selected reseal or or open push or whatever uh, yeah uh you can also go by the uh forward button uh, um if you if you don't want to go by it like if you click on pause uh whatever which one go to this or... uh, no 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 like like uh there um now you are proceeding in a, a play mode just just click on something but if you click on pause
0: um which one host
1: po- po- pause pause
0: where that wheres uh, the, the, the big red one
1: whatever uh, now, now it disappeared uh, never mind, never mind uh, yeah you can also display the hand in yeah that, that's what I meant uh, then, then you can go by like step by step by clicking on the uh, forward uh, the double arrow um, uh, button on the, on the right right side of the play button.
0: sorry, so if you click this and you hit pause.
1: Uh, then now you can go step by step by clicking on the forward button yeah that one maybe that's more comfortable for 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 you yeah and also you can you can if you click on the reviews uh there is a gold review button on the uh, top left corner of the of the player
0: oh it's a good spot uh
1: Yeah, actually, this is a tournament uh, which uh, you, you you probably know. Burst three to zero. Balazs Botond, he's a good friend of mine, and he shared. A, uh, he he gave me a tournament run. He um, he finished third in a one k party uh, powerfest event, and, and he, he backed one hundred and seventy one k. And he he shared this tournament run with me to review it. So I clicked it through and. Uh, I made comments to like close to 100 hands uh, where I disagreed with his play, and uh, yeah, it 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 really shows you like um, obviously Balaj uh, stopped being a professional poker player or a full-time poker player a few years ago, so his his play is a little bit um, outdated or or like like uh, he he misses a lot of like small. Um small value bets uh, what, what uh, value right here you're saying yeah 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 first three, to, but three you're percent. saying
0: uh, you're saying on the comments or ones you disagree with like so these ones with red that's a comment on the hand
1: yeah 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 if you if you open one uh, and you click on the uh, appropriate uh street then you can um you, you you can see the comments uh it's a little bit blurry for a uh, uh for for me with the current resolution, but uh, you can probably read
0: it. We should mostly raise here with trips, uh, potentially bluffs, five-four hearts, um, ace-four hearts, some low flush draws. So, so okay. So, like in this spot, you would—it's always a check. This guy's going to bet. You're saying he probably called, although you think you think it's better because on this board there are so many—you know—solvers-approved check raises, like you said, four-five suited, ace-four suited, some low flush draws, uh, backdoor flush draws, or other flush draws. <laughs> excuse me sorry um excuse me so you're saying so he he clicks call but your note was probably i'm assuming you click call and you're saying that you would prefer uh, a, a check raise probably yeah 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 because uh, if, if you just uh,
1: if you if you never check a race here then then you let him control the size of the pot and uh, and whenever like like uh, especially in real life, where tournament players one of their league is not to triple barrel aggressively enough, uh, so so they don't laugh enough. So 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 you you do much better by developing a check raising range, and as it's uh, a quite dry texture, uh, especially with like like uh, being a flush draw, they they only have. Uh, the uh, one backdoor flush draw, not three, like in a rainbow on, on a rainbow texture. So uh, they should have some automatic folds, uh, so you can profit with your bluffs, and uh, and also you can uh, blow the pot when you actually have trips. And you have some trips, like like you call with all the suited trades uh, which is something. Uh, and yeah. you 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 want to have the uh, option to. Uh, to go for full stacks when you hit tricks against like ace king or aces, or or even just king queen king jack king uh, like like whatever. Uh, let's let's build the pot. And uh, if you if you want to use some some uh, bluffs as well, then you can you can uh, select
0: like. And- and and I guess, like, so here here's a spot where, you know, th- this is just in, in particular, I think this would be interesting because on the river, you know, I think this is so much about hand-reading, your your own image, all these things. Like, whereas a, a very aggressive, dangerous player can get so much meaty value and and have some, or a guy who's pretty tight, you know, maybe wouldn't get paid off here. But I, I think, you know, so like in this spot, it's pretty much either you want to go small because you think he's going to maybe hero call and he, he has to call if he has ace high, maybe, because you do have missed spades. But you could go for... For pot too, right? For the same reason where it's like, you know, you might, you're polarized, right? You either have basically a three or a, uh, a missed, missed spade draws like the most likely. So what is it, would this be, there's, it looks like there's no note on the river, but this would be a spot where would it, it would, if your sizing isn't correct, it's going to tell you if it's different, right? You have to either basically get the right one.
1: Yeah, yeah, like it, it, it compares your sizing with versus sizing because he he was the original player, so it always compares the sizing to the original player. But yeah, I could I could have made a note on the river because yeah, it's a it's a tricky situation. Uh, um, it, it it depends a lot like uh, on what level you are playing because I think one of the major problems with educational poker is that they try to educate. Players on like um, like low stakes players on the on this uh, with, with the same materials, the same uh, approach as as if they would play like super high rollers. Uh, and uh, this is this is partially because uh, those who teach poker they they don't want don't really want to give their their secrets. Like obviously they, they if if they have some really valuable exploitative tool. Uh, or, or trick, or or like read on the population. They probably don't want to share this. They want to create uh, teaching content or learning content without sharing their real secrets, their real place. Uh, they 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 go with the safe way that they explain you what the GTO strategy is, and that's it. Um, and uh, um, uh, uh, this uh, this approach cannot be applied in Czech side. In Czech side, you upload the full hand history of your tournament and um, if you share one wants to share it um, visitors will see your actual play all your exploitative signing um, um, everything you want to uh, want, want to include and uh, uh, talking about this spot I think um, um, in the low stakes tournaments uh, there are some very um, uh, very very clear reads you can apply on the population. Obviously the price the players pool is big, so so you cannot really have individual reads. You you just have to go with the population. And I think the uh, I think population checks behind some king x on the turn uh, for whatever reason they they decide to they they control the size of the pot. They they are not comfortable with uh, betting three streets with. Uh, king queen or king jack uh, so so they just check it so uh, this is a reason for betting big and uh, if if you are playing in the lowest states where they are not really familiar with the uh, tendency of the population uh, from from their point of view. There you can probably overbet this this uh, this holding because they will always call you with a king or maybe even with puppet queens or or whatever they would like to. But in mid-stakes tournaments, uh, the average reg is much more aware of the tendencies of the population. So uh, there, I think if you try with an overbet, uh, they they too often find a fault. They they tend not to hear a call against overbats in, in uh, busted flood flow situations on the river. This is a clear read of of mine on the on the mid-stakes population. Uh, uh, and um, this was different like five years ago or 10 years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. Everyone was happy to to catch in any busted flood flow situation on the river. But nowadays they learn that probably Bluffing is not good. Uh, like with busted flush draws, it's it's always uh, like questionable to bluff because you block the easiest folds of the opponent. So they don't bluff too much on the river with busted flush draws. Therefore, um, uh, they learn not to catch too much on, in busted flush draw situations. So if you go go with a huge bet, I am afraid you lose your customer too much. And population bluffs a lot here with like two-thirds sizing or 55% of the pot. So I think exploitatively, the best sizing here is to bet, uh, like, mid-size what population actually bluffs here if if they have some kind of uh, bluff bluff candidates. But, um, yeah. Um, and, And if you go to, like, really high states, then you just have to construct a real a good balanced strategy, maybe slightly exploitative,ly and and then you want to actually overbet again because there there you you will overbet some of your lowest fastest flush draws and stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> that's my take on the, on this on this figure.
0: So so can we? But so I think I clicked the third and I did the over, and both were right. It was basically saying he's betting, or does it tell you the size that he bet?
1: Uh, yeah, it, it it says that uh, your sizing. It's red because it's uh, deferred a lot from the sizing uh, Birch uh, decided to, to, to make. So you bet uh, 400-ish, but if you bet big, then then it says that, yeah, this is the sizing uh, Birch decided to do.
0: So even big here, it says green because it's closer. To, yeah, 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 yeah. But, okay, so it's not, it doesn't tell you exactly, it won't show exactly what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it,
1: it does.
0: Uh, just click on the forward. Yeah. Oh, thirteen six. It shows. Okay, here after. Yeah. So basically, pot. Um, interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I mean it's really it is really cool. And I guess like the so there is a nostalgia section. And there then there's like kind of looking like a gal fund challenge, for example. Um, I guess I don't know this over oh, Venavidi that very famous um, pot. But so there is uh, that you can click on some and actually see some of the hands that took place, right? Because those cards were. Uh yeah. those cards were face up so you actually can can kind of match up here same kind of concept correct
1: Yeah uh, like uh, um they they shared uh, some hand histories uh in their twitter they they posted a link where you can download the hand histories of of the of the biggest pots uh but unfortunately their hand history format doesn't contain the marked hands so so it's not, not like super useful, but yeah, you can you can you can replace some of the biggest biggest hands.
0: Cool. Um
1: in in you know, in golf or shoes. Yeah.
0: Very cool. And there's an upload hand, so you can upload your hands, you can you can mess with your profile, you can add friends, uh what other what other what other features, anything else on here that's, that's new or how, how would someone like, who would you, people that watch this and say, okay, there's, there's either maybe a streamer or someone that would want to upload hands. how do do you break down the categories of people that could use check the side someone that's going to post hands, could could there's now a feature to to monetize there's also people that would want to learn now what how would you uh explain that out there to the different people that how, how what are the different things you could do with check the side well this is going to be long but yeah
1: uh the the cool thing about this this project is that it can really integrate all kinds of services like uh from affiliates to streamers to beginners to pros to to small study groups uh, and even like big um, poker schools. I would like to um, get to the platform sooner or later, like Upswing or raise your edge or, or run it once. I I, I believe uh, sooner or later they will join the, the, the platform and they will start creating their own content. The, the main monetization of, of check the site will be a marketplace function. So, you will you, you will be able to upload you you are already able to upload your content, but you will be able to put a price tag on it, and those who pay that price to you will be able to access that content and test their skills on your interactive learning content so so this is basically the idea of of uh, of 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 check Decide. and um, yeah as a, a if you are a poker coach um then you can upload your most interesting hands or your tournament runs and you can share it with your students um you may have uh, you may have not sh- uh, shown yet but if you go to your profile uh, go to your profile please and and uh, you open a hand of yours like the uh aces hands or whatever then uh, then you can uh, set the privacy of your content. If you go to the top right corner, uh, there is an eye button, eye, uh, eye, icon. There it is. And then you can set like who can access the content. If you set it uh, private, then no one can access. If you set it friends, then your check beside friends can access, and no one else. And if it's public, then obviously anyone who has the link or visits your profile can can access this content. And yeah, you can also create friendships. You can follow other players. Like if you go to uh, Andre uh profile, then you can probably follow him or Rafa Vitoy. Uh, you can follow him and then their content will be listed in, uh, yeah, you click on the orange uh, uh, follow button or, or whatever. You can you can just send friend request. If you send a friend request, that means that you want to follow that user as well. So if you go back to home, go back to go back to home place, and you click on the follow button, the follow follow tab, there it is. Then you can see that all the guys who you follow or you you are friends with, um, their content is listed in one place, and you can you can review those hands. um, you can discuss those hands, whatever. So this can work for a small study group. If you have, like, if you are uh, mid-stakes players and you have uh, three friends you would like to discuss hands with, then uh, with Check Decide you can very quickly identify the hands where you actually disagree, and you can focus your discussion on those hands only. So so it saves you a ton of time. Um, uh, you can. Uh, you can you can review more than hundred times per hour with this like as you don't have to type any you don't have to uh, go into discussion unless you deviated from the original player uh this can this can save you a lot of time so so small study groups can create this uh this followed connection and they can they can go through hands this way or if you are a streamer then you can uh, share your biggest bluff of the day, or you can share your biggest scores uh, for your audience, and uh, they will probably enjoy um, uh, going through your your uh, your big victory and and uh, testing their skills. Like, uh, yeah, and then also if you um, if you are an affiliate, then you have to know that any uh, you, you can you can open any content like. Um, if you are an affiliate you can go to Jeff's profile and uh, open a tournament run of Jeff and create uh, a link to, to, to Jeff's uh, whatever PLO score and then that link works for you only so uh, later on um, those who land on that link and register to check the site, those guys will be booked as your affiliate, not as jeff's affiliate if Jeffs Jeff creates content to to that uh, uh, to the same content then then that link will work for jeff so this is this is basically the affiliate system and when the marketplace will be functional then then uh, you will get um,
0: your share after the spending of your affiliates very cool um that's uh that yeah okay well that's yeah that's awesome i mean this is again check the side again we want to spend some time i want to just kind of show i think what got me so excited originally was the the replayer was just the you know how how it looked how visually pleasing it was how simple it was and and more so looking at some other great players it is it is a fun way to review, watching people that you like play and going through a big run, and how does someone win a tournament? How does someone win a twenty two dollar thousand person tournament? How does someone win a fifty two hundred two hundred person? What are these guys doing? How are they playing in spots, and also getting the feedback and the notes from players and, and, and like yourself or others that go through and you know, there's a lot of spots where I'm not comfortable on exactly or a bet sizing or a leak or oh you should have jammed this hand or. You no, know, why didn't you do this? Or, you know, even looking at that end end bit of a tournament, when you get, like, outer money bubble, you know, are you peeing too tight? Is it you could just go and, and zoom forward and look, all right, well, there's 26 left, 16 cash. How are you playing here? You're passing up clear jam spots. And then why are you, now, my game in particular, I'll you look know, looking, I'll be like, all right, a lot of time I get deep. And then sort of, like, around that bubble area, and you know, I end up very short. And then it's like, all right, you make the money and you got 12 or 8 or 10 blinds, 6 blinds. You make the money, but now you're at a huge disadvantage to actually win uh, and, and kind of looking at that. So, like, these kind of areas of a game are very valuable to be able to take an honest look at it, get feedback, send quickly, and have someone ha- have someone comment on. So I think, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's, a, it's an incredible tool. I'm excited to see how it's going to go. It looks like it's getting a lot of excitement in the community and, and growing fast. And it's great to see, you know, and I show Pav, show Matt, uh, Staples, these kind of guys and they just want to invest. They want to be involved. They want to use it. They're uploading it. They, they like it. It's good. It's a good sign. And, and for me, uh, I think we could all agree. Everyone could study more. We could all do more work. And and this is a way I think that's, that's fun and, and sort of, uh, feels less intense, less, less scary to study and do solvers and whatnot. It's almost like a, a visual solver amongst peers. So, um, Very cool. Anything else you want to say on that before we kind of dive some more into some questions as well as talk about your career a bit more? Anything you want to add?
1: Not like uh, um, you were right on the uh, the, the main point that uh, our mission is to make learning poker really enjoyable because I I think the biggest problem of the uh, poker community is that we raised, Really unnecessary barrier to the newcomers. So, so let's say they land on your Twitch and uh, they they say that okay, poker looks interesting. Maybe, maybe I would like to um, like get involved with poker. And what's the next step then? Uh, next step should they buy a thousand dollar video package from from someone? That's probably not viable really uh, for most of the newcomers. Or should they go to uh, like two plus two forums, and should they dig into all the jargon? Possible, but probably not. Not really attractive for newcomers. Uh, so, so I wanted to create a, a tool which, uh, uh, first of all, it it is time efficient for the professionals. So, uh, if you want to create a one-hour uh, teaching video, then it probably takes a day of your time uh, to to create in it in, in high quality. Uh, cause obviously like uh, if you if you want to create uh content for run it once or raise your edge or uh, one of the bigger biggest sites then then uh, you you want to uh, you have to spend at least a day. Uh, to To create uh, one quality video, but if you want to create content to check the side, you will just have to click two buttons and and your tournament is up there uh, available for anyone in an interactive format so uh so so this was my first goal to to make it time efficient for the pros, so the content itself can be much much cheaper than the current um, currently available uh, learning material um those are still valuable. Don't get me wrong. Like, like if you are already a very serious player who wants to move from mid stakes to high stakes, then then that's probably the content you need from Raise Your Edge. I'm a big fan of Raise Your Edge. Don't get me wrong. I, I also appreciate the work uh, Darkpool does with us. Uh, I, I, I really, my main goal is sooner or later to integrate them, to check this side, and get them to. Create content on Shaky Site as well, but uh, but I, I still believe that for newcomers, probably most of the newcomers are not interested in in game theory in in uh, um, in, 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 in in that type of approach. So um, our goal is to to create very cheap, easily um, um, easy to digest content for for newcomers, and if they uh, fall in love with the game then they can still um go to uh block the spot go to go to raise your head wherever they want to um especially if if those uh schools join check the as well because uh, one of the cool features which is coming probably in like four or five months is that you will, as a content creator, you will be able to integrate uh, or insert a short video into the hand. So let's say here is this Kingtan of suit hand, and you see that most of the players, uh, let's say three bet here, which is not realistic, but whatever. Uh, So they make a mistake here. And then you can create, you will be able to create a short video, like 20, 20 second video explaining why three betting is not good. And that video would only, only pop up for those who um who who, who, who make a three that here and uh, and and by creating this type of uh, hybrid content how we call it uh, we will be able to give a very unique user experience for 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 users like not just watching the one or video but uh but uh, making decisions and short videos popping up if you made a uh, made a mistake so uh so, so yeah um, um we, we really want to focus on the on the beginners first but we also save a lot of time for uh serious players as well so um I, I i really don't see any real competitors i i just see potential partners
0: right um yeah it's uh yeah it's a uh it's it's very interesting i mean it's very very interesting and what is uh what is to you the most exciting part about what hasn't been showcased here or that is being worked on if there's anything you talk about or anything uh what what can people expect from check the moving forward and what's the ultimate goal
1: mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, my the, the the one feature I I would like to see the most is is the one I described that that short videos inserted into the hands and only pop- popping up when you make a misstep. That's that that that's going to be uh, nuts for sure. Uh, but also another feature is coming soon to make voice commentary to your hands street by street, so that way you can you can save some more time. Uh, compared to typing, uh probably recording a short voice commentary and dropping it to your hand to to the to the flop street or turn street, um that's that's going to be fun as well. And once again a new user experience. So yeah, um um these are the two features I'm I'm most excited about.
0: And and let me ask you about your experience. So you, you were you were crushing, I mean I saw your graph uh which I don't know if I can show here or not. Let me see. Can I show yeah. you the graph? Yeah, sure, sure.
1: You can you can show whatever I, in in my blog. You can you can probably find it.
0: Uh, well, yeah. Let me see. Yeah, in your blog. Yeah, I think you sent me. Yeah, I have it in my email, but I don't have my blog. But so while uh, while you send me something, I can click on maybe on WhatsApp. Uh, I can I pull something up there. But the my question is, you're crushing. You're 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 absolutely graphed straight up. You're obviously a great poker player. Um, what what do you decide to dive into this business it sounds like your investments you were kind of sprinkling money around maybe not really doing due diligence you were kind of the thought like oh let me just put some money here it's tucked away But like going to people and then did, was it just like i want to do my own thing that i control i baby i create uh or what way why not just keep playing poker if you're just doing so well
1: well yeah that, that's a question i get, get a lot and um yeah like like um if you if, if you open the um, the blog post I, I i just sent you in whatsapp then you can see that like yeah really the the last half a year with with BP was uh, like really like i i, I crashed. Uh, the only only period where i where I lost was during the school where, <laughs> where I always lose but 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 other than that um yeah it was a it was really a very successful period. And uh, yeah, everyone thought that I was crazy to to give up my career uh, at that point. And looking back, like, had I known what it takes to get check this level, I probably would would not have been brave enough to start. Uh, but luckily, I I was a little bit naive, uh, like how much time it would take <laughs> to to, to uh, complete this project. Um, originally, the original estimations was to get to this stage where we are at now in like uh six months the worst case uh this was like two and a half year ago so so you can you can you can see the difference and obviously it was really really challenging like uh at times because um as i mentioned like um i i i was broke in 2010 i with hard, hard work, I managed to build up my bankroll. Finally, I was ready to maybe play, play again on my own, go to live events, et cetera. But instead of this, I, I said that this check-decide idea is just so good and really poker seems to be going this direction, like creating content, uh, sharing with wider audience. And I really felt that this is a major problem. This is probably the biggest problem of poker, that that we cannot engage the newcomers. We, we we give them too dry learning material, with too many, too too much jargon, on, too too much theory and, and and not visual enough, not not engaging enough. And and uh, yeah, I, I I kind of felt that th- this this was my mission to to create this, and also uh, believe that this is going to be on, on very long run. This is going to be a good business as well. Uh, obviously, it will take. Uh, uh, years of hard work, even from this point to 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 get there, uh, to be comparable to being a, a, a professional poker player. But but um, I, I really believe in it, and uh, hopefully the uh, the fun part is coming now, and <laughs> and we are through the darkest days. But it was it was really challenging. Like I, I had savings for like um, uh, six six seven months in advance, so. Uh, After that point, I found myself there like, like, hey, this project is nowhere to to be complete and I still have to do something. So I I started grinding very low stakes just to keep the variance low and to to, like uh, feed the family. And uh, it worked for a while. And then I got into a downswing. um, And then also like after working like 10 or 12 hours a day on Check Design, then jumping into a session and, and playing my best was not 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 easy. You're, and, uh, you're
0: 37, and you have uh, you, you have ki- You're married with kids, or?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have two two wonderful kids, uh, a boy and a girl, and yeah, uh, that that was challenging as well. Like like um, I, I I still work like 10 hours a day on average on side and uh, another six hours a day uh, doing coaching. Uh, to, to to actually provide for the family, so uh, it is it is a tough period. But on the other hand, I'm I'm really grateful for this because not a lot of people get this kind of challenge into their life that they are they, they, they have the chance to create something really valuable and really new and probably useful for for uh, like uh, for community and. Maybe like creating a, a sub-industry as well, like, like this kind of uh, uh, teaching and learning, this interactive stuff can, can even go beyond poker um, and, and uh, in, in, in some other format. So um, don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining at all. I'm, I'm absolutely grateful for this experience, but it was tough some, some, some days.
0: And, and how, how do you like coaching compared to playing or studying? How do you rank them in order of uh, enjoyability?
1: I, I I love coaching. <laughs> How
0: much you charge for coaching? Just so where I I have an idea. And do you do groups or one on ones or both?
1: Well, uh, as as I as I haven't uh, played a real poker in for like uh, close to two years now because I I was involved with Czech side. I, I I charge real low. Like I, I I don't want to get rich by coaching. I I, I just want to uh, support myself and my and my family. Uh, by the time we get there, we check the sign. So um, I, I just charge for like uh, $50 per, per hour, something like that, like like really, really low. Uh, but but I, I enjoy it and uh, I have a wide range of students from high-stakes sketch game players who would like to make the transition to tournaments and uh, I find myself really valuable for them because uh, obviously I have a lot of experience they 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 are definitely better than me in like turn decisions and reverse decision deep stack poker whatever but they struggle a lot by by the tendencies of the population and and uh, other uh, tournament specific situations like ICM uh, how should they approach final tables final two tables bubbles and, uh, and yeah, and on the, on the other hand, I have complete beginners, um, like uh, I have a 60-year-old woman who, who started playing, a uh, 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 60-year-old woman who started playing poker, uh, and then uh, she faced a, uh, like, she got lucky uh, yeah, on poker stars. And someone typed her that joker joker stars and she got so offended by this one sentence one comment that she stopped playing poker for 6 years.
0: <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and
1: and, wow. and then, then then she 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 found my offer and she she started uh coming to me for for private coaching and and uh, yeah, now now she's quite comfortable with her game.
0: Who who do you think you could benefit the most? Um, and what's the best way, like, is it, is the easiest way to coach someone and, and, and sort of to your point of doing this project with check the size, is that the easiest would, if you had someone upload, let's say they're playing $500 buy-in tournaments and they just, you know, they're playing their average or they're losing slightly. And just let's take that example or versus like a two fifteen or a one Oh nine. Like what is it is literally them uploading their, a hand history of a tournament that they went deep in or that they played. Is that like the best way for you to evaluate their game? And you can look at it and be like, well, look, this is like, this is a clear, you look at the hand and you're like, why did you do that? Or this, you should do is that, is, I mean, cause to me that seems like the best way to uh, be able to study is to look at someone's game and just sort of be like, all right, well, this is definitely what you should, this is, this is not right. And why is, is that for you, how you study generally? Or like, what is your way of studying with people?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like uh, this is another benefit of coaching that I I can get a lot of feedback on. Check Decide because normally coaching goes on Check Decide. They they play a tournament. They upload it to Check Decide. They uh, send me the link and I review those hands very quickly, like 150 hands per hour. And uh, and and then we can see where I deviated and we can focus the discussion on those hands where we disagree and normally most of the time I am right and they are wrong and they are uh, grateful for for spotting the all these small mistakes they they tend to make because you know like uh, other other than check this side uh, what coaching would look like that they bring me uh, river decisions and big parts they were involved in and they would never ever bring me a missed three bet or or, or any small mistake they make regularly, and this is what I, I already talked about. That that a small mistake which you make uh, ten times a day or hundred times a day is, is more more um, has a much bigger impact than than a big mistake they would normally like to discuss.
0: Well. I, yeah I have an idea, and I think we've we've talked a bit about it, but I think it could be actually really good to do is i I would love to make a YouTube video or two, some tournaments or review some of my my uh, par- tournaments on party poker and and sort of go through. We could actually maybe show people how to use check the side but also review uh, do a review in one, so um, that could be fun, even like last week I the fifty two hundred uh, big game final table, but you know, I was very short. Uh, down the stretch got eight and, and even, you know, I just super interesting hands, but that could be fun to, uh, sure. we could, we could do some of that. I think that, you know, I, we have talked about it. Uh, it's almost like a forced way of studying. If you upload the hand history, it's there and then you go through it. It's, you know, it's sort of fun to review that way versus, um, you know, just pulling up a random hand or, or, or having to reconstruct it or just copy paste hand history. So I, I'd be open to do that. Maybe we could do a weekly, uh, a review or something. I don't know, maybe mo- whatever How, we could figure something out. Um, yeah, definitely. 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 I'm in for that.
1: The fun thing is that even if you don't have a study partner or a coach, you can still review your own hand histories. And what I found that if I, if I review my own hand histories, then my match percentage is somewhere around like 85% or 90%, which clearly shows you the spots where you tend to make sloppy decisions in game. Uh, when you like like when you are not hundred percent focused on that one table, but you do Twitch, you you um, you, you you play like fifteen tables or whatever, yeah. then there are situations where your um, your game is not strong enough. You know, there are. If, if, have you read the the fantastic book of uh, the mental game of poker? No, oh, you should definitely like like it's the absolute number one book every poker player should read. Uh who's that? Uh oh, I I I I forgot the name but if you if you type in The
0: Mental Game of oh, Poker by Jared Tendler? Yeah, Jared Tendler,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um I'm going to have to I I I do know that name well actually. He was uh uh interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm going to Wow, it's it's long. It's a 5 hour 45 minute video yeah, on yeah. on Audible. Um or yeah but interesting okay so yeah i'm familiar with that I, I haven't read it though no
1: yeah yeah like like um if you read it then you can you can learn that uh um there are four stages uh for learning anything new the the first stage is when uh it's, it's called uh unconscious incompetence when you when you are not even conscious that you have a leak and the next one is a conscious incompetence then you like see someone uh, riding a bicycle and you know that you are not able to, to ride a bicycle. Uh, and then, then that's uh, conscious incompetence. And uh, the next one is uh, conscious competence. When you, when you are really focused on doing that one thing, uh, like riding a bicycle or driving a car, when you, when you really pay attention to shifting gears, uh, uh, stopping and restarting, whatever, uh, then you can do it. But if you don't pay attention, then then you may lose control. And the, the final stage of learning anything is uh, unconscious competence. When you, when you get into your car, you think about all this stuff, and you just fin- uh, finally find yourself at home, uh, and, and you don't even know how, how you got there. Uh, this is uh, uh, unconscious competence. And... Uh, in a in a very competitive game like poker, um, there are a lot of situations where you are um, in some of the middling stages. Like either you know you should do something, but but you don't know how to do it. Um, like I, you you feel that you should I, I should be more aggressive in late stages, but you don't know exactly what spots you should you should pick, uh, or you you are in the um, conscious competence stage so if you are really focused if you slept well if you ate well if your blood pressure pressure is is on the on the on the correct level uh if you um if you are in good mood with your with your partner whatever so so if everything uh clicks then then you can do it but but if if you are tired if you are disfocused, then then you fail and, um, and and then this is a very useful concept to understand uh, what affects your decisions and, and 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 how 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 you should approach uh,
0: learning. Very cool. Yeah. No. I mean, it's I, I'm a huge believer in that, and, I, and obviously the mental side, how important it is, right? Like athletes, the highest level, the great ones, the go, you know the best in the industry. Like at some point, there is not just the talent, the skill, the work ethic, and the practice. Like there is a mental mental ability to just know you're going to win to believe to positivity all those things it's not really one but it's just sort of like a, a way of being um, and, and executing right and it's uh, it, it, there's a certain reason some guys are clutch some guys whether it's poker sports um, you know business some certain people just sort of uh, have a way of being and, and, and I think that the mental game is so powerful like I, I would, I'm sure you're guilty of it I know I am there's a I can't imagine how many tournaments where whether I've been either not really even like not tilted per se, but just like not focused, not totally present. Like, Oh, you have your kids, you know, they've got a a play maybe or something, or you have like a trip your buddies are going on, you know, back in the day or it's like, all right, I'm in the, I'm going to play today, but there's a party tonight uh, or the next day. It's like, well, you're just not fully there. You know, how many people go, I was talking with this fleet Mojave yesterday. How many people go to tournament stops for live and they book a flight on like, Wednesday, even though the tournament ends on Sunday, you know, and just like well, if I'm out, I'm out. You know, how, you don't think that comes into play where it's like last level of the night. You got third twenty-two blinds. You know, maybe you just like rip it in or shove. Like you know, what I'm saying like how many times you just not fully eye on the prize, right? Like, and I've done it many times, and 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 you know, and part of it is it's calculated too. It's like oh well, this is a one oh nine. I got one table left on stream. You know. I'm going to gamble a little bit. Like the other day, I had a I had an epic punt. Uh, it might even have been, I forget the tournament, but I had like queen jack off, 30 blinds. It was deep. I think it was the $150 uh, gauntlet, 50K. I just like, I had got screwed in a pot. I was a little unlucky. And then I was kind of like, ah. Uh, you know i have something i kind of have to do i got some things i need to do and i was just ready to go like i was like i'm you know and and sometimes that's how you can win a tournament too, right like i lost queen jack to ace king off, but i would never shove this spot i shoved 29 blinds guy had ace king i had queen jack and i was out but i was sort of ready to go you know
1: uh-huh. yeah like, but you know but, uh, uh, like one thing i find very often with my students is that um they Take mental game as a challenge, uh, like super simplified. They say that Luigi, I'm not tilting, so I'm I'm good with mental game. Uh, I have nothing to do with mental game. I I, I don't don't tilt. I don't shove. Uh, I, I don't make loose calls. Don't make loose loose plays. Uh, and and they think that's okay. But that's absolutely just the very first step of, of, of yeah yeah. Because because uh, because the real goal is to. Um, keep your creative attitude to the game and that's really challenging like like let's say um, you you are on the downswing, you you haven't had a a profitable session in the last three three weeks or whatever uh, which happens in poker especially in tournament poker and and then you still have to be very open-minded to creative moves to 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 make questionable situations to try to implement some new stuff like like I don't know down betting some specific boards in three-way pods or or whatever which you. Uh, uh, which which you happily do when you are on a on a uh, hot streak and and you are full of confidence and uh, so this is this is one thing to to keep your creativity. Uh, but the other other thing is that uh, many players think that someone who is on a hot streak and up mentally probably uh, wins the next tournament because they bluff a lot or or they play super aggressively or whatever. Uh, but uh, I think one important element which they miss is that uh, those players who are full of confidence, they make a lot of very disciplined faults as well. They they don't get trapped by, like, oh, Terry says I should call, etc. those kind of mind traps. You probably know that you 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 know with all your feelings, you, you know the population, you know that you even you may even know theoretically that they should bluff, X, Y, Z there to make this this call profitable, and you are hundred percent sure that that guy with like stats of thirteen VPIP, eleven pre flop that guy will never ever make this move, which is necessary to make this call profitable, and you still call, like saying that hey, GTO says it's called, and 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 you call, and uh, this is this is a sign of. Uh, um, low self-confidence as well like like when you don't trust your read and and and, and you don't uh, evaluate this kind of um, like i I'm afraid to say feel feel game or feelings because um, it's uh, like often uh, underrated and and uh, many many players make fun of it especially the Gto guys but actually there are some scientific evidence that Um, There is merit in in, in this, like uh, they have made uh, special experiments that um, they put one guy to, uh, they they, they, they put players in a room with three decks and the decks contain cards like you won $5, you lost $5, you won $10, you lost $10, etc. These kind of random cards. And they started with a $1,000 bankroll, and they, their job was to pick cards uh, from the three decks they, they saw in front of them. And one of the decks was uh, rigged in a uh, like a mediocre way, like uh, containing much more losing cards. But uh, um, the, the guys didn't know about this, and there were sensors on their skin to uh, detect their level of uh, sweat, sweating, and, uh, and, and they were also interviewed uh, after every 10 minutes, uh, what they feel uh, was the strategy in the game, et cetera. And what was fascinating is that uh, when they approached the third deck, the RIP deck, uh, they started sweating uh, after like 10 minutes or 20 minutes of, of, of picking cards because their subconscious system already recognized that probably something is wrong with that deck. But it took them like 50 minutes or 60 minutes uh, to get that feeling to the conscious level that probably there is something wrong with that deck. and uh, this can, I, I can imagine this happening a lot of times in, in poker that uh, you know that something is something is wrong, something is off with that sizing something is off with the timing tell or something. Or, or you may have subconsciously recognized some of the relevant stats, and you know that uh, that probably probably you should not call this bad or probably you should you should make this move, and and and, and you still may not be uh, confident enough to, to, to go with these kind of rates. And um, yeah, that's why that's why I think uh, being on the top of your mental game is, is super super important, and. Um,
0: what else? What I want to say. Yeah, I mean, um, I of course it's 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 huge, especially in a um you know it's like the it's like the rounder's quote. So so true about you. Remember the biggest pots you lost. You don't remember you know the biggest pots you won, or you you weight more towards ones you lost. Just like in a session where you when you feel like you're losing every flip, um, which can be true in a very short sample, but. No, that's like mental if you start thinking you're gonna lose every flip it's just you know that that's not good and you start you start maybe pushing stuff you're forcing stuff and maybe you're flipping too much you know now you start flipping with deuces and threes and fours unnecessarily or eight you know queen jacks when you don't and like all of a sudden it feels like you're losing all these flips but really you know you're also not playing great you're pushing the action too much and and you're you're uh you're just not playing your best poker, but yeah, I mean, no, I mean the mental side, every single person can work on, you know, I, I think the guys that are the absolute most sound and you see it live, it's more obvious live, right? Cause you don't see a guy behind a computer other than if they're streaming, you know, a lot of the guys like Steven Chidwick and you know certain rocks right just guys at david peters just give off nothing don't you just would never know and my dad always told me something which i love which uh i try to use and i do at the table it's easier said than done but uh it goes like he says you know win as if you expect it and lose as if you like it you know so it's like when you lose ace king to ace queen it's not like you know fist the table and you know move around and you're just like beside it and go to your phone and start texting you kind of smile to shake it off and when you win it's like yeah you expect it you know like yeah i won like yeah like i that's what i do i'm a professional it's not a hobby but you know the guy that doesn't get upset that doesn't you know go on a tirade or bang the table that's the guy you're worried about the guy that's like you know, losing his cool and going nuts and making all these expressions and, like, talking, and, and th- that's the guy you know that's not super stable that also is going to unravel. You know that he's going to probably loosen up his ranges and, and every, all, all, his, uh, all his poker knowledge is out the door, and that guy's easier to beat, you know, than someone like Chidwick who just you – like know, when you see someone take a sick beat in a big pot in a big spot and they don't even bat an eye, like, that guy's – that's, that's tough, right? That's scary to play against. So. Yeah, like
1: like uh, part of this comes from the fact that uh, those who learn poker, who are in the middle of the learning curve, um, they they try to get feedback that they are actually good at poker. And then whenever they suffer a bad beat, they feel that um, they they just took away the chance for ch- this chance of mine to 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 prove that I'm good at poker. So so they are they are still. Um, hungry for that feedback to 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 uh, accomplish that they are someone in poker but if you are steven chitvick you you already know that (laughs) you are the end boss of the game and uh, you know that it happens it probably happened to you many times earlier and you know that it, it is part of the game and and you don't um like evaluate yourself based on your results you just say that um, I'm not going to be a worse player just because I I got a, a bad beat, and I'm not going to be a better player just because I got lucky on someone or I want to flip or want two flips in a row. So um, that's why they can probably take it uh, like very uh, very calm. And uh, yeah, like uh, yeah, one one other thing I I I, I often find in yeah like uh, originally I found it in myself, and uh, and then I. Uh, realize that it's an issue for almost everyone in in poker especially for my students is that um, there is one important fact about your brain which you should know is that um, there is a group of neurons uh, called uh, von von economo neurons which is a special group of uh, neurons in your brain um, which are responsible for uh, or triggered by any thought you have about yourself. So, so whenever you find yourself thinking about yourself, like "Am I good enough for this final table? Uh, is this my chance to 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 score big or anything like that?" Then you you have to know that you activate these neurons, the this phono neurons. Uh, and uh, what you have to know about this is that whenever they are activated, the uh, amygdala, which is the um, uh, fear fear center of your brain uh, it's, uh, that's also activated so and, and if, if your fear center is activated then your focus is, is done. Uh, you, you, use, you, you are not able to uh, compete on the same level as when your focus is Somewhere outside, like on your opponents, uh, you, you uh, like if you, if you uh, find yourself thinking about uh, yourself um, and your chances in a tournament, you should always stop, stop that. You realize that, stop that, and you should start thinking about your opponents and how you will be able to exploit them, what you are going to make against them, like um, either like uh, basic spots like. Um, I'm going to raise most from the mostly from the cutoff because that's when the um, the big stack is on the small blind, so he will be not not that likely to to get into play or uh, or I'm going to three bet this guy because he has uh, uh, the stack which I can pressure the most. He cannot make like four bets, etc. Or you you identify a stack like uh, this guy has. Um, low fold versus probe, uh, which means that uh, he probably checks behind a lot of mediocre hands on the flop, which means that his seabed c- range is polar. So I'm going to check raise him a lot, uh, uh, with like one street check raises on the flop just to fold out his air seabeds And if, if you have the thoughts in advance before getting into an actual spot, then you you will be able to recognize a lot more um, like opportunities like hey I, I already planned to check raise this guy and this this hand is quite okay for check raising and right. then then you don't just pass on the opportunity you, you actually execute and uh, yeah this is this is extremely important to to uh, drive your focus outside of yourself, never ever uh, keep thinking about yourself, your chances in the tournament, just focus on your opponents and and uh, you will perform much, much better.
0: For sure. I we have a question here about uh someone asking about a DDoS or something. Do you know who DDoS attacker or is that I don't even know what that means or uh, DDoS tech happened to check the side or is this just a random or that doesn't mean anything to you. I don't even know what that means. Do you know who who or why? The DDoS attack happened to check the site. Uh, no, uh,
1: like a few, few weeks ago, there was a, a slight DDoS attempt, but uh, hopefully, or, uh, likely, thankfully, our or, uh, uh, system or servers were strong enough, so, so it, it didn't cause uh, any major problem. So, mm-hmm. no, 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 I, I, I think the site works fine uh, okay. at this moment.
0: Uh, so I've got another question before we go to the Twitter questions, guys, and you can win a $55 party poker ticket. We will do those questions, try to go through as many as we can. Uh, ask them about what's the funniest hands you've seen that come to mind, hands or players that something unexpected or interesting that made him chuckle. But I'm sure I've uh, seen going through a lot of hand histories, replying to stuff. You must see some pretty wild stuff, especially at the lower limits. There just must be some, some like outer space hands.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh... Uh, like one of the good things uh, about winning tournaments, that uh, other players, especially some some not so good recreational players, want to play with you. And uh, uh, this happened to me when after I won the bracelet, uh, I was invited to a home game in the suburb of Hungary uh, with some real characters. Like there was the Tsar. He uh, that, that was his nickname. He was like. Extremely rich, like not not caring at all about the like thirty thousand euro. He can he can he, he generally lost uh, like every every, every game. Uh, and it, this was a a very special home game because they had a, a special house rule that uh, the small blind was equivalent to like five dollars or five five euros some some something like that. But the big blind had the option to put in an in unlimited life struggle. So, these businessmen had kind of competition between each other to put in the biggest life struggle ever from the big blind and yeah. the, generally the big blind was like um uh, two hundred euro equivalent so the small blind was uh, five five dollar five euro the big blind was two hundred euro uh, This was very general, but very often they they uh, they put in like one thousand euro uh, uh blind from 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 the big blind and uh, just to get a feeling on on this game like once it happened that um, one of the uh, the star guy uh, put in a one thousand uh, dollar one thousand euro uh, big blind and the under the other the uh, richest rich guy uh, lived in and no one else had a hand to to, to join the party so uh, it went uh, to the Tsar, he checked pre-flop and it went checked down and before the Tsar could have could have shown his hand on the river the under the gun player uh, just announced that he has uh, three high so he limped in with <laughs> three just, three use of suit uh, for a thousand dollar, a thousand euro uh, big blind but in that, in that game it happened that uh, this Tsar guy had a friend who was not uh, that careless about the money so uh, they both had around like 25,000 uh, euro uh, around and uh, the Tsar guy raised to like uh, um, 500 euro the other guy raised to um, uh, 15,000 and the, the Tsar raised to uh, 3,000 and the other guy shot for uh, 25,000 and the other guy was a little bit scared of the money, or, or I, I don't know, but he turned over his aces and showed the guy that, uh, hey, you are my friend. You don't need to call. Uh, that that 3,000 euro is enough for me. Uh, I have aces you can fold. And the Tsar said, don't treat me like a child. <laughs> I'm not folding kings. And he called.
0: <laughs> wow. Did he win aces?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Aces versus kings. Aces held up. And uh, 50,000 uh, euro euro pot went <laughs> to the aces.
0: I had I had the same exact hand happen versus Rob Young. Uh, it's actually probably the reason I'm I mean, a party poker. Funny enough, but I did a YouTube video on it. Yeah, I've heard about the yeah. Aces Kings. Yeah, so that was uh, that was. But Rob, I, I was asking to be. I, I was like, let's run it twice. He only wanted to run it once, and he made quads. So oh. we'll figure that was a that was a hurtful one. But it works. All oh, works out. It's all variance, right? That's part of life too. You got to realize poker. Talk about bad beats. Are, are running and you know it's really a small microcosm of life and and everything that you're doing. Hopefully, Absolutely, even, yeah, if you're, yeah. even if you're a professional player, you still have a hopefully have you know your family, your friends, you have you have uh, loved ones or you know it, whatever it is. You're doing other things other than 24/7 poker. And you know, first of all, we're born. We could go that route too, right? You know the the, the odds and all this and that. So it is easy in the moment when you're in the game and you're dialed in and you feel. Yeah, you, know, you want to win so badly, and you want to do your best, and you want to prove yourself, and you want to win money. And when you don't, and you get unlucky, or you think you get unlucky, uh, you know it's it doesn't feel good. And I think also a big part of uh, I'll say just poker in general, but check the side can can really shed light and give you honest feedback because ultimately that is variance. It is a poker game, and for myself even you know it's easy if you get short in a tournament, and you bust out with nines to sevens right and you're like oh my goodness but like what if you have seven big blinds like what about all those other spots you didn't shove or this blind on blinds you folded that you should have limped you know so like and then you it would have been different and then you would have still been in the tournament or you could have covered or maybe even you could have got a guy to fold sevens if you had more chips in a spot like so it's just so easy to look at your last hand i think that's something that even solid professionals will look at sometimes like obviously the best players and the most experienced kind of understand, but it's easy to look at your last hand of a tournament. And if you take a bad beat or something, that's just not where the tournament's won and lost. It's all the other hands along the way. So it's uh it's such an easy thing to kind of cop out and say, Oh, I lost ace jack to ace 10, you know, blind on blind for 15 blinds, but you know, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what it's all about. So
1: yeah. No, and then another the form of this, uh, which Actually, one of the few things that can kind of piss me off is that when uh, when someone doesn't realize that he got lucky, like like uh, I I faced many times the the comment that I won the tournament but I didn't get lucky. And come on, man! Like <laughs> you were the one player out of like two thousand players who won the tournament, and you say that you you didn't get lucky. Yeah, obviously, like maybe you you never never got lucky, and and. Uh, Visual format, like like a uh, very visible format of like cracking as, uh, aces with sixes or whatever, but uh, but you would definitely won like twenty flips probably, <laughs> and and uh, you 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 at at least uh, twenty other players uh, with the aces nice. or kings, uh, and you you have to I like like poker is great because it, it teaches you much more than than like life would teach you in like. 30 years or 50 years like I right. uh, I'm, yeah. I'm really, really really fascinated by 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 poker in, in this way.
0: Yeah, I think I mean at some point too you have uh you have a lot of like we've all been through it. We've all bricked 10 tournaments in a row. We've cashed, had big streaks, we've had good wins, we've had big losses uh and we've we've had a lot of um a lot of a lot of life experience. You, know, you can tell a lot about someone. I do want to get to the questions because there's a lot. Uh the uh-huh. one I want to ask you about check the side what was as a business, you said you probably wouldn't have done it knowing what you do now, if you could have just started and told, seeing if you could go back and look at your path from check to side, it's a lot more work than you maybe imagined. You say it's rewarding. Of course, the products here, it's starting to go. You've got some great partners, great, great people that have invested as well uh, for, in the industry. So you have a strong, you know, strong team and sort of looking at it, but what would be your biggest learning ex- experience from doing this small business? Um, that that is uh you know or is creating your own business i 'll say what have you learned like development wise some money that maybe you spent that didn 't need to be? what were some lessons and learnings from from starting your own business
1: mm-hmm. yeah, like when I started i I started by writing specifications and um looking back at my first specifications I wrote uh they were like Kind of sloppy at the time. I thought that they are super exhaustive, and uh, I, I paid attention to to all the details. But it turned out that it was nowhere nowhere near uh, what is necessary to to make it clear for the developers what is uh, what is required. Uh, so I I would definitely spend more time on uh, actually. Uh, preparing the project, prepare, preparing the specifications um, and thinking through the major user stories. But uh, uh, the other thing I would I would do differently is probably to go with a smaller team because um, we started with a quite big team of like uh, five, six developers. And uh, this is quite specific for for uh, developing a uh, like a a, a a software tool. But um, if you if you go uh, if you double this uh, the the size of the team, then the efficiency goes down uh, inevitably because uh, those guys are working on different parts of the project, and when they have to merge their codes, there will be a lot of conflicts. Even if they are the best in the world, uh, there will be a lot of conflicts because they. Uh, affect the same same uh, part of the code, the same same uh, elements of the code. So uh, we probably started out with a two big team, and we should have started out with a with a small team, uh, going a little bit more slow, but but uh, uh, spending the dollars more efficiently. But uh, I'm I'm not like mad of myself. Uh, like like one thing poker told me is to to accept my mistakes. And obviously the biggest mistake would have been not to start check site. I started it because I, I I felt confident that this would grow big. Mm-hmm. And um and and it's it's quite uh, natural to to make some kind of mistakes. We didn't make any. Major huge mistake. We we, we, we should really regret. Uh, but but it's quite natural to um to to learn new stuff and, and get better in what you are doing. Uh, so yeah,
0: very cool. I'm gonna um, give me ten seconds. I want to lo- I want to load up some questions here. I don't know if you can you see these on the screen or no. This is on Twitter. Uh, uh, it's a little bit too small. I okay, guess. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna read them out. I'm gonna read. We'll go I got. I can read some of them okay give me 10 seconds here
1: Hold on. one second. huh? yeah what well, are what is the most complicated thing in being a professional poker player well uh i have a number one um uh, challenge the number one challenge of being a professional poker player at, at least if you are a really competitive person is that unlike you have a job if if you have a job, you, you are ended with, with your daily work, and you can go home and and relax, watch some TV, um, do whatever you want. But if you are a poker player, if you are competing daily against the same guys, you have to know that those guys, many of them, especially the best of them, uh, will they will, will not really relax. They will they will work on their game. Uh, they will they will uh, like analyze your stats and. Uh, this is a pressure on you like like uh, to to do the same and and to to try to get better and there is no uh, no real limit on how much time you can spend on improving yourself in in poker and this was a real challenge for me especially having the family uh, having having my wife having the kids uh, to to say that okay I'm no matter what, what, even if I'm in the, the middle of the biggest downswing ever, I will dedicate X hours to my family. I will dedicate X hours to my wife. And uh, this is probably still a challenge, uh, uh, like, like having check side on board. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, like like, like how, to, uh, how to do this. And probably the, uh, the best advice I can give in this uh, is to, even if it's a relatively small time, uh, you should 100% dedicate that to uh, whoever you want to, like like to your wife, to your kids. So, for example, in my case, um, I decided to take Saturdays and dedicate that whole day to my family. No matter what happens in Czech side, no matter what happens with coaching on on Saturdays, I'm off. Yeah. Ninety ninety percent of the time, I can I can do it. But even if you just dedicate like one hour a day. Uh, to your loved ones, uh, but but you don't touch your phone. You 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 are hundred uh, uh, percent in focus on them. Uh, then then uh, that's probably a good step forward.
0: Yeah, there, there's the uh, the social dilemma. I don't know if you saw that. Did you catch that documentary or the? Um, not no no no. I haven't had time yet. It's 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 pretty good. I mean, it's interesting, but it, it, I mean, it sort of shows like how we really are like cyborgs now you know like we really do the phone they have these alerts these trigger things and it's just it's crazy now it's hard it's especially with like check the side you're doing coaching you know the more projects the more things you touched on it's fun but it's a blessing and a curse because like literally i could pick up when this podcast is over it could take me 30 minutes to just like the there's so many messengers there's discord skype telegram my gram your gram instagram whatsapp regular text email Secondary emails work, you know, so it's like you can just get, and then it's like a rabbit hole because you'll, you'll like message someone, and then and then there's like a conversation going on, and all these things. So it's not just like, yeah, right, like you did it, like, no, it's like you actually have to actively go into a bunch of different things. So, um, you know, it is what it is, but I, I think someone like yourself, you're creative, you want to achieve goals, you set, you build business and do stuff. It does take a lot of work, it does take a lot of time. And uh, balance is very key. It's not it's not super simple. And it, it likely if you're dominating in one area, you're likely slacking in the other. And if you're not conscious of the balance, it's easy for it to fall out, you know, especially like during during, uh, you know, with poker, it's, it's a blessing as well. But it's also can be tricky because it, it's, it's you're free, your own schedule, but it can be long days or long periods of time where people are playing you're inside you can be in bad habits maybe don't eat well if you're not exercising and, uh, it, it, is, uh, it is a bit tricky and you say you haven't played poker at all like you didn't play any of the series you're not playing any stuff or you will play no it? no I,
1: actually I, I moved to Spain when I started check aside yeah uh, so my my options are limited anyways because I could play on uh, the Spanish poker stars maybe some Spanish party side but there is barely any 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 action on 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 these and uh, and and I could play Vinox and uh, um, that's not really um, attractive anyways and if i if I started playing series here like um, having limited time to dedicate to poker, having close to zero time to actually improve my game that that would not be a a, a wise option for me i mean uh, I, it's, it's, it's still better to just share my existing knowledge with, with some players who actually need it and who find it valuable. That's, that's probably a much better option in my situation. Um,
0: who knows? Like- Let's dial in, man. I'm, I'm sick. Let's get serious. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm <clears> on board. I'm all in on check the side. I'm, I'm an investor. I believe in it. I like it. And, uh, I also think that, you know, again, I wish I, I, I know I'm a good poker player, but I also know that I have a lot of areas I have leaks. I know that I'm not, you know, I'm not the, I'm playing some pretty big buy-ins and the guys that I'm playing are world-class. So I think I could also, I have a feeling with some of my tendencies and just how people perceive my game, you know, there's some stuff I could really get away with in spots, you know, because people are going to, they're going to like assume how I play. Maybe I'm labeled in that, you know, whatever as so. And, you know, they're like, oh, he's never going to do this on this board. Like, he just won't. And, like, I could probably do it for a while. Maybe they'll yeah. select cards or not or hear about it or because I stream. But a lot of those guys are playing a ton of tournaments. They don't really care. They're not watching me play anyway, you know, most likely because they're they're busy and firing 20 screens across four different platforms. But, yeah, I think it could be interesting. I We could make a uh, a goal maybe for uh, 2021, you know, and, and really focus in and, and put some serious work into – uh some spots and, and document it and make some videos. I, I think that would be a lot of fun um, to, to do. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally
1: in, in, in for that.
0: Mike. Yeah. i uh, in my bracelet and WPT. I've gotten seconds and thirds. I might need a little heads up, <laughs> heads up work as well, but uh, we could, uh, you know, I'll make sure to shout out, check the side on the, uh, the, the, the speech I got, I got, I'm, we're going to go for it, but it's true. It's about time. You know, it's like streaming on Twitch, doing YouTube content, doing podcasts, family. I have a one and a half year old. It's like, you know studying is definitely not in my my first call to order and, and and a blessing or not it's like i'd rather stream for 3 hours than than study for 3 hours and yeah i probably should do more studying and and uh you know, i do feel like i i do watch things i do look at hands i do study review i do pick up stuff and make changes and adjustments um but it could always be more you know unfortunately there's only so, so much time like in to in your case
1: uh um, try decide like uh, one of the main advantages of Site is that it, it's very, very time efficient. So all you yeah. have to do is to like upload the the tournament you want me to review. Uh, share it with me. I'm going to review it, and we can maybe talk about the few hands where we disagree, the few few hands where we uh, where I made comments, and and uh, and, and that would take uh, much much less time from you than than doing any other kind of, uh, like learning.
0: Um. And I'm
1: not, and, and I'm not saying that I'm, I'm like, uh, the perfect guy for you, to, uh, to, 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 to coach or anything, but I, I, I can probably add, add some thoughts, uh, to, to your hands, and then we can discuss it together whether those comments are valid or you had some reads on your opponent, why you did that, etc. So, uh,
0: Timeouts. some of the hands you'll see there may have been a timeout you know that's possible so don't you know i get to always have that caveat if there's one too crazy i uh i may have just missed a folder or timed out but um i i uh no for sure i would love to do it i i think it's very valuable and again i think check the side it's a perfect fit it it makes sense i can upload them it's easy too you can go through them we can talk about it we can do a videos we can multi-purpose the content and uh and do some very valuable stuff. I think it would be uh, really value- oh, really cool. Not to mention, you know in my in, off the top of my head, something with um, you know just because of Team Party Poker, because of uh, that they're involved with Check beside Matt Staples and Pav. You know, it'd be fun to have like a group with us and do some hands like that. Would be a really fun group. Maybe even add one or two more guys in there and and make it like a streamer sort of uh, chat group. Uh, Jamie Staples and and whoever you know, and just make like a, a fun thing that we could do sort of reviews from some tournaments that we play. I think that would be uh, enjoyable.
1: Yeah, like, like uh, we yeah. can even create a, a community, either a free, free community or, or a community with some access fee. Uh, um, and then, and, and then um, all of us can, can put some work in um, in, a, in an efficient format. Yeah, probably
0: um okay awesome like so that all right let's do it man let's just do it you got to get on me because i'm 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 want to do it you just gotta you put the uh the framework i'll get the hands uploaded and then we'll uh we'll get to it because i've been streaming more and i i i'm definitely feeling motivated and very passionate about the game and, and ready to push so um you know it's contrarian the poker world's sort of asleep right now they just blew blew out their uh their workload on the the wsop the wpt and party and all this stuff stadium series, and now it 's kind of like a, a little bit of a time down but i'm ready i 'm ready to put the foot on the gas so um, let's uh, let 's get it going but all right let's let 's speed through some of these because we have a lot of questions for you, and I do want to get through uh, some of these we 've already covered a ton i 'm very very insightful um stuff and and feedback and also gotten to review a few hands which is always fun um so let's uh, let's go here what about the first one here what the what does the bracelet mean to you and what are the advantages of carrying something so valuable in the world series of poker so uh what what does that meant to you to win a bracelet oh well,
1: uh, yeah like other than like obviously it was a great experience especially like the ceremony itself uh uh, receiving my bracelet, listening to the uh, national anthem, Hungary, in front of like three thousand play uh, players uh, in the um, in the Brasilia or where it was. Yeah, it it was it was a great experience. But the the bracelet itself, like you 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 always have to keep in mind that just because you won a tournament, you didn't become a better player. So um, it. it it simply means that you probably won some flips, uh were the right side of the coolers and probably didn't play terribly. But um and maybe you got a little bit more experience by um by by winning the tournament. But um you you, you don't get much better by playing by winning a tournament. Uh, you get better by doing the daily work, like what what uh, Patrick mentioned in many interviews that uh Patrick that that he Runs ten uh, HRC scripts uh, every after every session. Uh, that's the daily verb. That's what what who, makes who him. Who does that? Uh, Patrick uh, pets Patrick, uh, Pat, uh, Patrick Leonard. Uh, he 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 says that his his daily habit is to run uh, ten HRC simulations because he believes and he rightfully so uh, he believes that uh, HRC like. Uh, ICM simulations are the most efficient way of working for a tournament player because um, those are the situations where you actually make or lose money um, and, and and that's why you should focus on those and be uh, really spot on with all the final table situations all the final two table situations when to reseal aggressively when to be very nitty in, in certain situations These are these are the like the core of entities, the core of tournaments. And, and yeah, uh, so, so I, I believe in that one. And uh, the bracelet itself, it, it doesn't mean too, too much to me. It, it, it is useful in a way that it helps convincing my family, help, helps convincing like outsiders that I'm serious with what, what, what I'm doing. So I'm not just a poker player, which they probably know a lot of, uh, but but a, a poker player who they believe is great because he won a bracelet. But I personally know that I'm, I'm not not a better poker player just because I won a bracelet.
0: Yeah, for sure that makes sense. And what what did they think about you getting into, into how, early on? You your family with you saying I'm going to be a professional poker player. How was that?
1: Well, yeah, I, I, I always was kind of independent. Uh, like uh, I, 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 I didn't really follow rules. But I was in the uh, University of Economics in Budapest, and um, and then I dropped out of school because I fall asleep all the time because uh, I, I I I grinded every night. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, they were not happy at all. But. Uh, but after I, I had my success, they they kind of started being proud of me. I, I'm, I'm not sure how, how they are now <laughs> about this, but probably not too happy about, about me being the poker, poker player
0: still. Very, very reasonable and, and normal. I mean, but they must, the, the business, it's sort of a sweat though too, right? Because now it's like sort of the same thing. It's the process again. It's like, all right, business, it's t- tough to take on a big project. There's some unknowns, but it's also exciting. It's like, all right, well, they're like nervous. Is it going to work? How how's it going? It's taking a lot of time, and and so you get to kind of give them another, another sweat on the the business aspect of it. Well, which we know it's going to be successful. It looks looks good at least uh, so far. So that's exciting. Um, favorite poker streamer?
1: Uh, who who asked did I say Jeff? Like,
0: well, really? be excluded <laughs> obviously because I I can't. I know. Then, give me some like.
1: Then I go with Pep for sure. Like, he's a super cool dude and, and uh, also helps, helps us a lot. Uh, he has a lot of tournaments shared on Check Czech Side, some really big scores like uh, the 50k score of him in the Bounty Builder uh, 500 and uh, some, some Sunday Million Run, etc. But even other than that, uh, he's, he's just a cool guy, uh, really helpful. Uh, I, I love him
0: awesome yeah no it's uh it's great that he's part of team party and i'm glad that we could get it connected and all go get together on this uh with to work on it it's definitely good to have him and him and matt uh as well in there uh t- we've gone through some of these uh oh it's interesting do you like virtual reality have you ever played any of the virtual reality stuff Used the oculus or anything
1: no not really
0: what's the born date of check the side officially? When did it like put up and, and get, get on to a workable state or at uh, the end, when would you say, when did you, what time frame specifically did you, you said you co-founded that you made it, you incorporated it. You're like, we're doing it. We're raising the money. When did that happen? Exactly.
1: Uh, well, I, the idea was born uh, in January, 2018. I quit my career in uh, August, 2018, and uh, then the first beta uh, was born at the end of the year, uh, 2018, but that beta was kind, kind of quite disappointing. <laughs> like obviously the, the minimum viable product was not really minimum viable, not, not really viable, but uh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and the official public launch uh, with a free version was uh, April 2020. and and now we are with the first uh, payable uh, service which is a nine dollar per month premium subscription to use some of the advanced features like uploading a full tournament not just a single hand Uh, that's that's part of the uh, premium subscription and uh, uh, also like uh, commenting below the hands that's restricted for premium users only um, and and uh, yeah, setting your content private, like restricting it for your friends only. That's once again a feature which we which we only allow for premium users. But uh, yeah, I, I I believe that nine dollars is, is like uh, uh, one of your best uh, spent money uh, probably, especially that we also create some some reviews uh, like the one we mentioned uh, when I reviewed. Uh, the handy story of burst three two zero. That's also restricted for premium users. And do you know Belobacchi? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of a legend. Uh, he has like he's probably second in the all-time uh, online money list. Uh He's been grinding <laughs> for 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 ages. And uh, yeah, he shared a eleven. Uh, dollar bounty builder and history uh victory uh and and i reviewed that one so that's also up there um accessible for premium users so Wait,
0: I, uh, does he do coaching or is he what's his involvement with check the side as well or does... yeah he's a he's a co-founder
1: as well yeah um and uh and he, he has a stable as well uh yeah hedgehog staking group but uh but yeah is a he's a co-founder
0: all right, let's throw him in there with Pav, Matt, me and you. That sounds like a good, uh, good team. Yeah. All right. Let's get him in there. Let's we'll start a Discord chat. Um, okay, uh, that's, yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, I've never been to Hungary. This is actually one of the probably few cities on my top of my list. I'd say Tokyo, Budapest, just one of those major cities that Hungary, I've heard good things, great things, and I've never been. Tell me a little bit about Budapest and, and Hungary.
1: Yeah, Budapest is a fantastic city. I mean, really. Like uh, I've traveled around the world uh, thanks to poker. Like I've been to the Philippines, to 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 Australia, to uh, Melbourne. is fantastic. Like Melbourne is one of the one of my favorite cities yep, for sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if you like uh, Melbourne, you're probably going to like uh, Budapest as well uh it it is it has a very spectacular view with the Danube in the middle and a uh, lot of beautiful bridges and uh, uh yeah um it has it used to have good nightlife as well if you are into that um but obviously covid ruined that uh, for for a while and um yeah um i'm 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 a big big fan of uh, budapest itself but um Due to the like political situation, we decided to rather move to Spain um, and and then and live there in in Valencia, which is also an amazing city. You should definitely visit Valencia because uh, yeah 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 they 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 always say that Valencia is the most livable city of uh, Spain and probably in whole Europe. Uh, yeah, amazing.
0: Um. That's uh that's so yeah I'd say you know out of all the cities that you have been and played what what's you as the uh, which which poker stop did you enjoy the most that you wouldn't that you just liked to, while you were on the tour kind of playing and traveling, which one did you love to go to
1: um I would love to return to Melbourne for sure, yeah, um o c people were like really friendly, the food was great, um yeah, it was fucking far away like, like traveling to Australia <laughs> it took, took like uh, ages for sure but uh, but once you you are there you, you definitely enjoy it because uh, yeah it's just, uh, it's a
0: great city for sure um, some cool oh, ch- pizza or cheeseburger is important
1: uh, well I'm trying to be vegan so mm. uh, but, uh, but uh, at this stage uh, I probably go with the cheeseburger still um, but yeah i I try to eat as as little meat
0: as possible nice uh what's the best poker site, and why is someone I, I guess <laughs> the most we'll translation why is party poker <laughs> so, I, I guess uh what, what, from what you're hearing give me give me a breakdown from your students, from what you hear from Bellabasi, from guys that are grinding can you give me a breakdown of like the top poker sites in your opinion, what sites have the best value, what sites are and and obviously Party Poker sponsor, you know, we, I got a lot of love for Party. Uh, I want to generally know your opinion of the of the landscape right now uh, in terms of the the major sites. I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, Party Poker, GG, Poker Stars. You know, people play ACR as well. They actually throw some million dollar guarantees in that site. You know, with U.S. sort of okay players to be able to play. And and you know, there's been some gray area stuff about whatever. There's been this and that, but those are sort of the main ones. I guess what eight eight eight. Uh, who else could you throw in there um you know that 's about those are the major ones give me kind of your, your your overall impression what it means when you hear those names If you could just quickly uh, like, give give like value say like just give me like your opinion
1: uh if i if I have if I want to be honest, I like that. yeah, there will be there will be some some shots fired. <laughs> really.
0: okay. I want to know. I want to know. I want to genuinely get feedback, good and bad, of every one of them. This is not a. Uh, I'm not trying. You know, don't don't hold back. Say anything like, you want about any of them.
1: Like uh, um, I I have mixed feelings about poker stars because uh, obviously they started out great. They they built basically the whole industry. Um, they they uh, saved my money, which was stuck on full tilt, so I have to be grateful for them. But I also have to mention that in the last two years of my career, uh, active career, um, I, I didn't win on poker stars. And at the same time, I crashed in party poker, I crashed everywhere else. But in the last two, two and a half years of my career I was breaking even on on, on poker stars. I, that maybe be, uh, uh, that, that that can easily be of uh, like uh, variance and, right. and cause caused by the fact that the fields are much bigger on, on poker stars, so variance can be much, much uh, more significant. Yeah. But uh, but but yeah, um I, I have a feeling that maybe they are trying to um change the structure of the tournaments, like the blind levels and the payout structure in a way to to limit the uh the, the, the skill level involved in the game. Um but still they are at least kind of fair. The only only uh time when when I think they um uh, stepped over the red line was when they um they didn't fulfill their their promise to the supernova elite players. Uh, like they only rewarded them for the current year year and not for the the, the next year. That's that that was kind of disgusting and and um, I I I I really cannot uh, accept it. But yeah, these these are my feelings about poker stars. On the other hand, they are still like a completely safe envi- safe environment to play um yeah so so they they have a lot of value as well they they engage a lot of new players which is important for the whole industry so yeah uh, uh these are feelings about poker stuff about party uh, like, i like it 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 just sounds strange cuz um, i'm in your uh, podcast and uh, uh but but i i i still only have good feelings like uh, obviously this is a little bit um this is heavily uh, impressed by, by the fact that I crashed on party absolutely. So so uh, I, I I only have good feelings. The tournaments are, are seem to be constructed in a way that to uh, enhance the the skill uh, uh, skill element of the game. Uh, and um, I, I I definitely believe that you can can win on party as a regular. Um, I, I haven't heard about. Uh too many scandals or any anything related to the integrity of the game. they are doing a great job on on the security level. Your money is safe there, so um, yeah uh, eh, like my personal choice would be to play on on party poker and Vinomx. Binommox is my other like uh, secret favorite because uh, the field is amazing there um I, I really really love playing there the software is good a little bit different than the other sites but but I I, I love DynamoX you know, as well so uh should I play poker again uh MTTs professionally I would almost exclusively grind on on party poker and DynamoX you know, um and uh the GG I don't have too much experience I would only just uh hear about the scandals they have um uh, yeah, and then also I see some anti histories uploaded to check this out. There, the final table a- average is like 10 big blinds or 15 big blinds, which is uh, clearly designed to reduce the uh, skill element of the game. So, so I uh, I would probably not play on, on GG. This is my personal opinion. Um, and then also the the fact that they confiscate uh, um, like full bankrolls without um uh, proper uh, like notifications uh, prior to the, the the action that's that's uh, like very sound for sure
0: um yeah the yeah actually this is speaking of that on this there's actually a question from marco ghost of M here asking what do you think about the recent focus on rta how do we communicate to operators the difference between legitimate poker study software and tools like go too far uh i also just want to make a a side caveat because there was like you meant these these names they banned or they there was like 80 something 82 names i think it was on gg that they either confiscated money uh and banned they warned or they banned but didn't take the money i guess there was three levels i actually saw my name was tossed around in a forum i don't know if you happen to see that but uh it was uh it was someone who used the name gross jeff and my name on there which they made me change basically at the start of the world series they said hey you know can you just be jeff gross with jeff's face gross like they they did for them a lot of players i think that um, um so anyway my name's jeff gross i was streaming yesterday and I had a few tables up as well but my account was not touched or banned or harmed or whatever and, and uh, someone i guess named apeshka but not apeshka de silva was using that name gross jeff uh, and that was one of the names that was affected either i don't know if it was banned or Confiscated or warned, but not me. Um, you know, I play too tight for RTA, which are uh, I'm sure you're uh, we'll, we'll go over and see and check this out anyway. But um, so whatever to, to just sort of touch on this point, what do you uh, what's your thoughts on this? Because this is this a threat to poker? Do you, you know, what, what do you think? How can we sort of uh, get a guideline and, and a clear thing on this now? Because that whole Fedor Cruz scandal is pretty crazy. You know, Valero, a well known streamer, you know, he hasn't been on in a month. I think he was let go from DTO or they, you know, there was some, he was like buying action. It's unclear if he knew or not. Um, whatever, like all this stuff, it's not good. It's not a good look for poker. This is something we're dealing with. And it's something that in the coming years, this is what sort of we're up against, right? If online poker is going to succeed, how do you combat this is how big a problem is it? Does it really, you know, what's your stance on all the RTA stuff?
1: (sighs) This is an uh, interesting issue. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, like, on, on the one hand, um, we should definitely fight against this because uh, this this can actually kill the game or or take away a lot of money from the industry to, to a few guys who, who build the best bots. That's definitely an issue we should fight against. On the other hand, uh, we should... Uh, as a as a whole industry we should probably be aware that if we let this be the main topic in the poker world that can probably have a much bigger negative impact on the industry than the RTAs as well uh, themselves so um so so kind of you should self censor or by still being aware of the problem like like not to not to uh, over communicate this issue like like you know like like if you are a 4 to 500 company and you have an issue uh, like some kind of problem with your product or anything you you don't start going into um, into, into a lot of poker shows and and, and, and uh, talk about the problem. You, you maybe talk about the solution or you, you focus on the solution internally to, to actually solve the issue. But, but in communication, you are very aware not to overflow the, the media with, with, this, with this issue. So newcomers will, will have the impression that poker is all about RTA because this is, this is not the case uh we, we have a few guys who are who, who should be policed and uh, and and i believe gg party poker poker stars they have the tools they have the capacity to to uh police them to to catch them actually because yeah, yeah um but but we should probably not uh keep this as the main topic of poker
0: for sure yeah i i agree with you completely uh some cool questions here what what about the name check the side because it's so funny i actually found myself in some clips where i would say all right i'm gonna check the side and and (laughs) i didn't even think about it like and i even like old clips before we ever spoke so it's such a like natural thing right you're gonna check so many times it's like that like all right i'm gonna check and then decide it depends bet size or whatever how did you actually come up with that 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 name or who came Uh, up
1: yeah, that's a that's a, that's a former student of mine who invented this name, and I don't know how he came up with it, but it just sounds perfect for for the product because it's really about checking other, each other's decisions and making decisions. So it's not like uh, like passively watching a, a one-hour video and falling asleep in the middle, but, right. but 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 like actively making decisions. So that's why why it it, it was perfect fit.
0: For sure. What uh, What is the craziest thing that's happened to you in, in your poker life? Like, what's the craziest situation? Was it maybe something where you almost didn't play a tournament and then you did and you won it or you late regged and won or your friend, you got a piece and won. Like, anything that just, like, crazy fortunate happened in your in your poker life or even otherwise at a home game or, you know, something crazy scary or timing-wise, any, anything that stands out for you as a crazy moment in poker career?
1: Hello. Uh- well, yeah, maybe uh, once I I made a call uh, in PLO with uh, Queen High and uh, I won, <laughs> which is <laughs> like I, actually it was an accidental call because I thought I had a, a, a pair of nines and mm-hmm. there were too many draws uh, busted, so I decided to make a hero call combined with the live read because it was a live game and uh and and i need the call and he marked his cards and i wanted to show him that i only had a pair of nines but it turned out that i had queen eyes so <laughs> yeah. luckily he, he already marked his cards, so uh so so, so it, it still worked but <laughs> probably this was the well, this is one of the craziest uh, hands i played yeah
0: very nice well that there you go and uh what about uh we've had some questions we didn't even really cover it about COVID. i just want to know how did it, did it impact you? If anything, did it change much for you? Cause sort of the stage of the business and where you are, you're at home, you're working, you're grinding. <laughs> did it, Did it, it's like almost like, do you even notice it or how has it impacted you? And, and, and how is the area you're at? Like how is the COVID situation where you are? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, um, it didn't change my life too much. Uh, I, I actually haven't haven't left my room uh, in the last three years or two years. So <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I, I'm pretty much self-quarantined. Uh, for for uh, two three years. Um, yeah. jokes aside, uh, unfortunately, like as you probably know, Spain is heavily affected by the the coronavirus. So it's it's extremely sad to see a lot of uh, people around us like uh, having their businesses shut down. Uh, most of the businesses are built on tourists who who just uh, didn't come this year. So. I'm afraid the impact of this will be huge on Spain and, uh, and I just hope that they will somehow find uh, uh, a solution or this can be solved, uh, uh, like quickly.
0: Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I think, uh, I, I think the, the, the biggest thing that I see that I wanted to address with you is, is about variance and what people, what you've maybe noticed as well with, um, with, with, with some of the things you see, how do you, people kind of want to know about variance. How do you address that? Like how, what's your simple and, and, and take on variance? Like, how do you explain like luck and, and randomness or, you know, see guys like Fedor, Dan Coleman, Justin Bonomo go on these type of runs, right? Like they're obviously world-class players, but they're, they're, they're running at an outlier of big flips or coolers and they're, they're, you're, they're winning. How do you sort of explain, um, and that, and I, I guess variance slash results oriented, because that's a huge one you know like my wife she doesn't care if i lost kings to ace two offsuit and a guy spazzed out there are 100 big blinds like it's like what did you how did you do how did it go how was your day like how do you kind of uh let people know about results oriented variants how would you talk about that
1: yeah. that's a, that's a really good question uh like yeah uh, first of all there are Quite a few uh, ways to manage variance. Like maybe not for you as a streamer, because as a streamer you you are incentivized to to play high stakes tournaments where variance is just huge, anyways. Uh, but but you have to be aware of the uh, two three most important factors of uh, of variance. The first one is the is your skill level, so your edge on the field, your expected ROI on the field. Um, that's that's probably the single biggest uh, factor of variance. Uh, the bigger your edge, this the lower the variance will be. The the sooner you get the um, the expected EV of your the expected value of your of your work. Um, the second one is the size of the field. Uh, so if you have a chance to. To play uh, in uh, in rooms where the average field uh, size of the field is uh, smaller uh, with the same buying, then you should definitely go for that. Um, and, um, and 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 another one is the buying range you play in. Um, you should try to make it as narrow as possible. Because if you play the same amount of tournaments with a with mean, the same average buy in but with a wide buying range, like playing eleven dollar tournaments and one thousand dollar tournaments then then your variance will be huge because your daily profit will be heavily affected by that one tournament you play and and you don't want to do that obviously and um, what else uh, yeah this is this, these are probably these three important, three most important factors, and on the other hand. Uh, in the game, you can find some spots uh, where, where you should not only take um, the direct EV of your play into consideration, but also the opportunity cost of your play. So let's say you you find yourself in a tough spot facing a, a, a huge river bet, uh, putting you all in um, in a tournament. Then you should always uh, evaluate the situation itself, like how much profit can I make with this call, but also the opportunity cost of this call. That if I if I call and lose, I'm out of the tournament. If I fold and stay in, I in this field will I have a better chance to 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 collect the same amount of chips? And uh, in low stakes and mid stakes tournaments, um, the answer is often yes. There will be a lot of other spots where you can easily collect one big blind plus or two big blind plus um, uh, in the next 50 hands probably um, and uh, this is also true if you are a often, often true if you are against a top top player who normally you would not like to play exploitative uh, game against a top professional because he is balanced so you have to be balanced as well but yeah. if he is the only, only good player in the field and the rest of the field is still weak then then you you should toss toss up on on, on some profit slightly profitable spots uh, against the top guy to to be able to stay alive and exploit the other guys uh, better so this is an important um uh, concept and this is often often overlooked and even some some guys even make fun of this concept because it is uh, like associated with uh, like Phil Hamilton, uh approaching the uh, the game and sometimes making some ridiculous faults, overestimating his edge on the field. But uh, Phil has some has some right, obviously, with this this concept. in in a in a tournament where the majority of the field is weak, you should you should definitely embrace this this concept and apply. But but if if you play in a super high roller where you will not have better chances, you have to go for very thin edges and, and and you have to be able to gamble because if you if you always uh pass on these these uh, situations then you will be just blinded down
0: I, yeah. I couldn't agree more and what do you think about the helmuth white magic thing you've you've been in poker you've known helmuth for a long time big controversy came out you saw phil well controversial as in i guess not, or not controversial but uh objective uh, sort of a toss-up. People, you know, some a lot of the, the GTO guys like Fedor, who's one that was sort of like again, or, you know, Rainer, maybe some of these German guys that they they'd give Helmut the a hard time and say he doesn't play very well or not GTO. Uh, and then you got, you know, Phil Galfon came out and said something positive for Phil, which he, you know, really latched onto and, was, and it, it sparked a lot of talk, discussion, I should say, not controversy uh, about his game. And, and it's hard to argue with success and results. And he has 15 World Series of Braves. It still a good, friend of mine he's invested in a lot of companies we have together and i respect him a lot and his game is uh it's hard to argue with the results but where do you stand on the helmuth argument and your honest opinion do you believe he's a world-class great player one of the best of all time do you believe that he's great at exploiting and beating these fields and just using things against him or where, where do you stand on the phil helmuth greatness scale well
1: first of all i i, I have to say that uh, my my opinion is definitely heavily biased uh because i only see a few clips uh of like like coverages uh where he played uh, like, like usually those those hands are highlighted for a reason because he probably played uh super exploitatively or even he made a questionable play or straight out bad play uh let's let, let's be honest there there are some hands which which cannot really be explained or or uh yeah could could right. only, only be profitable in very very specific situations so um if you if you ask me like who would who would come up winning uh after they play like 50000 hands uh, uh like Fedor, Fedor versus Helmut, then it would be no question that, that Fedor would crush Helmut. Uh, I, I, I don't think anyone can uh, um, debate that. But, yeah. uh, but, but if we talk about like uh, a $1,000 uh, WSOP event, who would have the highest ROI, uh, Fedor or Helmut? Uh, then taking Helmut's reputation into account that everyone wants to uh, like outplay him, everyone wants to get involved into hands with him, etc. With all these extras, I think the edge, the uh, expected ROI of uh, Phil Helmut would be higher than the, um, than the edge of uh, Fader Holtz in the same uh, yep. weekish tournament.
0: I, I mean, I agree, but I think you could argue that people would want the Fedor to put him in that category of wanting to beat or playing. But I guess it's possible that when Phil Hellmuth sits down in that field, every single player knows him. Whereas Fedor, he actually could be at some tables and people may not know him, which is kind yeah, of yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. Um, but but
1: I don't. But, know. But, but, but I think Phil is kind of excellent in, in in turning in this into his favor and and exploiting the big players. He's probably very very good and. Uh, he's ready to play to go very, very far with the exploitative game uh, game uh, much further than um, than most of the uh, like high stakes players who only make a small adjustment, being afraid that if they make a too big adjustment, then their opponent can can counter that.
0: Right. Very, very true. Very true. Okay. Well, interesting. I mean, no question, Phil's uh, he knows what he's doing. He's a uh, he's a he's yeah, a, yeah. You know, a lot of poker experience, and he's. He's one of the, you know, elite for sure. Just, you know, yeah. if you throw him in a high roller, 320,000 buy-in with 25 of the world's best, where does he stack up? That's that's a little different. And again, poker, that's why poker is so great. Like you can be the best in your home game. Doesn't mean you have to be a great poker player. You can be the best in a certain field or you could be a winning player in a, you know, $55,000 person, you know, be, know how to win. Like you, you can be good at specific things. You don't have to be the best player in the world to uh, win at poker, which is kind of, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, but uh, another thing is that hey, if, uh, like, the period he's is in, in, in poker, like, the, the length of, uh, like, the time frame he's is, a he winning is, uh, player, uh, he is, he's been in poker for, like, how, how many years? Like, 20, 25? Phil Hellmuth? Yeah, 30. Yeah,
0: he won his bracelet in 89, so that's 30 when Yeah, 30 plus, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, so um, that's... That that that's a huge thing in in itself. That someone is in an in, in a very very competitive, rapidly changing industry, and he's still uh, like debating, debatedly one of the best players. Like maybe he's not amongst the top uh, 30 players uh, in the in the higher circuit, but he's definitely one of the most profitable players uh, after 30 years of playing, which is right. amazing. Yeah.
0: For sure, uh, Negranu or Polk?
1: I I I grew up on the blog of Negranu. I, mm-hmm. I it affected my my development as a player a lot, and I I absolutely I used to admire him a lot. But uh, when the supernova elite uh, thing happened in in Stars and and he. He kind of justified the decision of stars. I, he, he lost my integrity for me, so so I uh, uh, since, since that I, I cannot respect him as a as a, uh, um, as a as a person. I I think as a player he's, he's he's okay. He 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 improves a lot. He he he's not that far behind the the the, the top guys. Uh, but as a person, I I think that's not not
0: well, justifiable i so daniel's a good friend of mine i like and respect daniel and i think he really does speak his mind i agree that i mean that look, the, the the reality is when poker stars made that decision about supernova elite for shareholders for business for whatever i mean they really that was like sort of the line and that was where stuff really started to go south i feel like at least for the overall uh appreciation value and and you now that was sort of when you look at the uh you look at the the shinebergs they sold i don't know if it was must have been just before that then i mean that everyone says they love ishai you know he was a great greatest boss the, the stories of what he did for the employees even they didn't have to and all these other things you hear about and just you know the the the, the history i feel like it sort of is like before and after it's like yeah, you know you could call it like the the point so in terms of i don't actually know specifically i can't put a finger or a clip or a a statement that in the ground you made of course doug roasts him for the more rake is better you know kind of that that whole thing about the pros and that like that he gets crushed on that statement which is you know kind of a bit complicated as well and and gets taken out of context a bit i think but in terms of what he said about the supernova elite because i've heard him multiple times and maybe this is after he's not there or at gg specifically now he really talks about that, how like he doesn't agree with it. That was like sort of a really terrible thing. So I don't know if in the moment while he was endorsed, if he just sort of turned the other way or just, or justified it, but I've heard him publicly say that he does not agree and that was terrible. So I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Maybe it was Uh, different then, or he didn't, didn't say anything. I'm not sure, but I just know that I've heard him basically say that that was very wrong and multiple times at least. So maybe uh, he changed his tune but he
1: definitely uh, uh, I, 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 I can't recall the exact statement he made at that time right. um, but I, I definitely cannot recall that, that he stood up for the players and said that hey uh, I'm okay with raising the rate because that's obviously rightful for the company if they, if they feel that they have to raise rate then uh, that's their decision but uh, but if if you if you don't fulfill your uh, your promise to the to the supernova players, it's like let's say I make a side bet with you that you can 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 do like 50 push-ups, and then you are the 49th push-up. I, I knock your uh, shoulder and I say that hey, I, I only only want to pay the half of the amount we we made side bet for it, and, and that's basically what happened there uh, with the supernova players that they. Uh, in November, they said that that uh, they are not going to pay pay them the rewards uh, for two years, but only for one year. And, uh, and in that situation, uh, I think Negrano could have could have uh, uh, stayed loyal to the company by saying that I I support the raising the rate, but but uh, making a public public statement that or or like. Doing anything you can, he, 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 he can to to um, reverse the decision. Um, so yeah, that's that's my impression. Right. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe 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 I should have paid more attention to all the details. But this is what came through to me. So
0: well, I mean, yeah. Again, I can't. I'm not. I actually do not know specifically. So I, I just know that I have heard him personally talk about it with me, and then also with uh, publicly. Even on a podcast, I think recently I watched a couple of clips. I was looking at just t- scrolling through timestamps and saw that came up, and he would say something like that. So, no, I think generally Daniel stands up for what he believes in and is a is a is a good ambassador uh, for the game and and whatnot. But no, I, I uh, but to, okay. All that aside, Polk and the ground are battling their heads up there's words getting tossed around. who yeah. wins this, and and I guess two things: who wins and who wins with the odds? because I think it's some ridiculous odds, like five to one or six to one is Polk's favorite. It seems crazy to me like it can 't um, be that you know, but so both things who do you think wins overall, and who do you think with the the odds?
1: Well, um, to be honest, I, I was too too busy with trackside to to pay close attention to all the yeah. side betting and like obviously dog the, the Doug is a favorite for, uh, for for this one to win but I, I cannot um, really yeah. judge. Yeah, I, uh,
0: same thing. I, I don't really know how to calibrate it. I'm not sure who's experienced and what and you know dog's rusty or whatever. But you know there's some talk about charts here as well. What's allowed? What's not? It's a bit confusing and, 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 and I, you know I don't know. I don't know the exact format and. Uh, all the nuances, but um, yeah, I'd say Doug, he's a heads up specialist, that's his bread and butter, and and he's uh, he's been working and practicing again. And I mean, I don't know, I think it's gonna be hard to uh, overcome the odds. But Daniel's no no dummy, I'm sure he's studying and, and getting, yeah, uh, yeah. I I,
1: I think, but whatever the like publicly accepted odds, uh, is probably better than that odds, uh, probably, uh, oh. than, than those odds.
0: Also, I think there's value in this for Daniel at least too, because this is something Doug's kind of bullied him for a few years and and whatever, and he's kind of coming up and he's sort of taking the approach that I'm a big underdog, I don't care, like this isn't my best format, this isn't whatever. But also, I think you know Daniel will do studying. Daniel will work on his game. Daniel will like net net value wise, even if he loses, like you know there's a threshold where if he got like ridiculously barbecued it would be bad but he can stop after so many hands but he's definitely going to work on his heads up game and it may actually pay dividends down the line you know he's like immersed in heads up he plays a lot of live big tournaments and, and stuff like you know this could actually become like a, a big winner for him over the next decade or something of 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 taking this into consideration you know so i don't think it's a, a big negative for him no matter what yeah yeah, yeah.
1: he he, he cannot lose uh, any really
0: yeah, it is kind of funny, right? Because like all of us have access to either coaches or people or, or resources. But like for us, you know, like how, I should probably, you know, we could all do more work on heads up too. If you really spent like a day or two hours a day for a month and, and got great at heads up, like it would be valuable. And probably, and also for just post-flop decisions and heads up pots and heads up in tournaments where so much of the money is. But like, how many guys have done a lot of work on heads up poker? And, and the answer is like almost nobody does it, you know? And I even hear top pros, like the best guys that are like, man, you know, like heads up. Yeah, we just don't play a lot of it. And it's like, well, especially in the highest, the, the big buy-ins where there's smaller fields and, and you get heads up and it's so important to win those. Uh, you would think that at some point, like a lot of guys now have, but I think that's like a big, big part of uh, the poker community just doesn't spend a lot of time on heads up. And if, if you're playing the $55, thousands of persons of fields, you know, it may not make sense, right? Because it's like, you're just so rarely going to get there, but... Um, it's an interesting thought. Uh, okay, we'll take a couple more. What about sports? Favorite sport, and do you play sports?
1: Well, um, I, I used to do Kung Fu, uh, the fighting one, um, and, uh, and I absolutely love football. I like the uh, soccer, uh, as you know. And then You used to be a soccer player, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Then, uh, yeah, I, 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 I love, love football a lot, like the European football.
0: Actually, someone asked me. I'm embarrassed I don't know this name because supposedly, I think I've actually heard of him, but how good is this guy? They're saying that he's like the next LeBron or of a soccer, Erling Haaland from uh, Haaland from... uh, Yeah, yeah, Dortmund. Is he that... Is he... He's from... Uh, from Norway.
1: He's he's from Norway. He's uh, like ridiculously young, like 18 years old, something. He's he's a uh, center forward, I, I think, and he... Keeps scoring goals like yeah in a ridiculous pace, uh, a ridiculous space. Um, like yeah, um, he's he's probably very good. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't get to see too many uh, matches uh, due to my my <laughs> my checking check. But yeah, yeah, I've heard about him.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing here because I I've gotten really into sports cards. I don't know if you're familiar with the this this hobby. Yeah, I've, heard, I've, heard
1: I've, I've I've heard about that. That it's growing big
0: um yeah like this is a a card here actually i can't show it shit even if i scroll it's funny because it's like set to a window i was trying to show it but like yeah i see his card super expensive in a psa 10 like 10 grand for this one which is like super high for a sports for a soccer card especially for like a rookie uh you know not like a pele or maradona but um anyway yeah just curious if you'd heard of him uh favorite potato chips over there what do you guys what's your go-to snack do you eat potato chips yeah i try not to Okay. let's just leave it at that yeah we don't want to endorse um uh bad uh, habits here so a couple i can't read this uh it's in a different language maybe russian
1: yeah uh
0: okay uh give me let's do a couple more here give me advice what would be some different languages i love to see the international action i just um don't know if i can oblige with the translation maybe you could speak some you, well, how many languages do you speak
1: I, I, I speak, uh, obviously, Hungarian, English, and uh, Italian as well. And uh, my, my wife is half Serbian, so I, I, I would like to learn uh, Serbian as well. And obviously, we live in Spain, so once I, I, am, I will be able to leave my room, I, I will definitely learn Spanish as well. And as we live in the uh, Valencian region, uh, it has a, a special language, uh, very similar to Catalan. Uh, so, so they will have to learn that one as well. So, if everything goes goes smooth, then in a few years I will speak six, six languages or so. But at this at this
0: moment, I only speak three. Um, three. That's not bad. Three is pretty nice. That's uh, that's a good amount. That's what would have been my guess. I thought you might have sneaked in four there when you started saying another one there. But all right, my, so my, my 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 kids
1: already speak
0: five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the the yeah, mine's trilingual. Start, even though he doesn't speak yet, he's like he got. He has like you know. He's kind of even on knowing words for three. It's it's a, it's the way to do it. Have the kids learn early, yeah, sure. especially if the parents speak multiple uh, languages. Each talk in their native is uh, is great. Well, we do have a uh, fifty-five dollar ticket giveaway. If anyone's still there that hasn't retweeted, you can get in. Put a question in whether we get to it or not. You will be eligible. We're gonna copy this. I'm gonna take a couple more. Uh, with you and then we're going to load up and enroll and, and this for someone. But is there anything, one of the questions here is best advice. So maybe just kind of leave uh, one of the last ones. Well, actually, let's, let's start this one and then we'll ask your best advice. But um, what would you be doing if you weren't playing for a living? I guess, well, not even playing, doing, let's say, check this out. What if you weren't doing poker related things, what would you be doing?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like originally I wanted to become a history teacher because uh, I, I was obsessed with history uh but uh, the present myself could not really imagine uh that happening um uh, so um if i like like my main interest is uh, how our brain works like psychology some philosophy and uh, and and therefore uh, I'm, I'm tempted to become some kind of uh, mental coach or, or uh, personal trainer, uh, like like um, personal mental trainer or something like that, or even like psychologist. Uh, um, yeah, that's 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 a job I could I could uh, live with. But uh, obviously, it looks like I'm going to be an entre- entrepreneur.
0: So that's <laughs> uh, right, very yeah. cool. And let's let's end with uh, kind of best advice. What would you? give to someone whether it's poker life like motivational speaking on this is what you might be doing if you weren't in poker what would be something you would say to someone who's sort of in a funk or just not sure what they want to do or maybe they're like "Ah, i kind of want to try poker for a living but i don't know and it's hard like give me give me your best sort of advice to whatever that means to you your best advice one of the Mm -hmm. questions in the chat i like that
1: yeah i i have quite a clear view on this um 'Cause I had the chance to to be in close connection with uh, with the big guys in bid staking, the you know, European pets, Elmerichs, and uh, I, I got the chance to to see their habits and how they structure their life. They are busy as well. Like uh, Tommy Almerics has kids, still still he's one of the best players in the world and he takes his share of running uh Bit So um, it was really fascinating to see how, how he, he, he um, focuses his resources on, on what really matters, and the same goes for Patrick as well. That uh, first of all, what I what I saw that they are very conscious on their networking, so um, they they try to maximize the synergy of of the group they are they, they are in. So if you are a, a newcomer to poker. Uh, it is absolutely crucial to to get some poker friends. They they can be on the same level of you as 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 you are, or they ideally they are on somewhat higher level, or they can even be lower lower than level than you. They can they can catch up uh, on your on your skill level very easily. But the the main thing is their mindset. That uh, you you should definitely avoid those guys who just keep complaining, who try to. Uh, build up their confidence by kicking into someone else, like like uh, calling other players names, etc. Avoid those guys. Uh, look for those who, who, who really want to improve, who respect the other player, even if the other player is, is, is worse than them. Uh, this is what I always see with uh, so-so with the uh, European and Pads and, and Elmerichs, that they never called someone a fish. They kind of forbid it in, in the boot camp when we talk uh, to, to talk about someone like Fish. No, you have to be specific like this is a, a recreational player whose main league is not rebetting enough preflop or uh, this is a, a regular who is uh, whose, whose main league is, I, I don't know, not check raising enough or barreling too much or anything. And if you take this approach and you, um, you personalize your opponents like like, this is a great guy, but this is his lake. Then it's all of a sudden, it's no, it, it causes no frustration to lose a pot against that guy. So it's not like, oh, I lost a monster, a monster pot to, to a fish or a fish regular. No, you should, you should, you should be very specific that this was his lake. I tried to exploit it. I, I succeeded or I didn't succeed. Uh, that's, that's it. Uh, you should you should not put any emotions into into these evaluations, and uh, and this is what you should look for, like like these kind of guys who who, who stay calm, who focus on the real deal, um, uh, focus on on improving themselves. Uh, so networking is definitely the number one uh, skill you should you should embrace, and uh, the second one is uh, focusing your efforts to the. Situations which really matter. So I, I I am guilty of spending hundreds of hours running hundred BB bio simulations and trying to figure out uh, river river plays etc. That's not a way to spend your time. You should you should first focus on opening range ranges, free vetting ranges. See how to see that with different stack sizes, yeah. uh, basic bounty strategy or anything like that. Yeah.
0: Let me let me ask you. Uh, well, actually, that's another random thought about the check side, What about bounties? Because that's such a popular form of poker now. Is that one of the ones that can you review those? And, and, and- yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, actually, this was the
1: single single one thing which which uh, like like which popped my mind that uh, like um, if you if you go to the CD original account and you open like you are you are already right there. Uh, if you open, uh, click on the CD original account.
0: Hold on. One sec. Let me. Uh, we're in the wrong. Hold on. Let me get the CD original. Okay. Hitting. So they
1: they can definitely display uh, bounties if you if you click on the Luigi. Uh, what, which one is that? Um, maybe maybe it's a free sample. Uh, Luigi Pica. Uh, free sample. Uh, like lower lower uh, down 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 down. No no, no 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 no. That's Vinamax. Uh, you should look for yeah. They the, the the second from the bottom.
0: PK. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I Click on that one. And uh, you can see that if the if the hand history contains the bounty, we can display that. So uh, you can see that there are the bounties. Um, so you can you can even uh, test your bounty skills there. Um, yeah. So yeah. In in in, in some, some rooms. So if you can talk to the developers of party Poker, it would be really, really good to uh, have the bounty info in, uh, included in their hand history because then we could display those party bounty hand histories with bounties displayed. Um, yeah, uh, but at this moment, it's only the hand history of poker stars which, which contains the bounty info, so uh, yeah.
0: Um, okay, and then my second part, I guess the question would be, let's take how how would you say to like what what's harder to go from a very beginner to get to intermediate i, I always think of it like golf you know i don't know like golf it's hard, easy to go from 120 down to 100 but it's hard to get from like an 80 to a 78 you know mm-hmm. to shave those strokes and at that level like is that is that fair to say and and what would someone that you think is like a very good player how hard is it like let's take a pads mix these guys like bella basie that are because I would imagine someone that has like that core understanding understands principles, sizing, stack depths and, and board all these things, right? Let's just take, let's just take myself, for example, like someone who has a, you know, maybe it's something where I'm not jamming enough or I'm not open shoving with, you know, near the bubble with these, these hands in a spot where it's a mandatory, you know, whatever. So like these little things that you could adjust and like you said, plug a leak. So how, how, how hard is it to go from like a winning or a break even good regular to like a to an Alex Foxin or Stephen Chidwick, or bring these guys. Like, how difficult and how much work is it doing the peel solvers, running the sims, memorizing board textures? Is it plugging little leaks? Like, how difficult is it to to sort of jump if you? Uh, and is it just depending on how big a leak or? Because it's almost an advantage if you're making like a massive few leaks that could be pretty easy to fix in theory. Like if you're just like, wow, like what are you doing in this spot? And you've been doing it for three years and you're just punting money and people laugh but when they're watching or playing against you. And it's like, you're never shoving when you're supposed to in this spot. Like that, and like, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, give yeah. me a little bit of an equation on how that is to uh, how to work and maybe something you found in some players that you find and helps their win rate. That's like been shocking. Is it, is it that they're not jamming enough with 20 blinds or not opening off of you know so instead of shoving on 16 blinds there they should be min raising and and like what are some like big leaks and, and just sort of tackle that 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 area mm-hmm. well, um, yeah, we've been going a long time we're covering a lot of good stuff let's <laughs> close with this before we do the giveaway
1: okay, okay. so uh, your first question was like how a player who is already on a decent decent level improve further and to this, uh, obviously, this is a tough, tough question, and, and uh, it is it is tougher than getting getting there from a very basic level. Uh, but uh, your best choice is probably to uh, look for someone. Once again, it's networking. So look for someone who who is at least as good as you, but has a very different playing style. Because luckily, poker is not that close to GTO that that uh, like playing styles. Cannot uh, exist. They, they definitely exist. You can you can name two big winning regulars, and they have completely different uh, strategy or, or right. style. And style basically means a league or an exploitative approach, which which they take. So um, uh, yeah, uh, I would I, w- I would definitely advise this. So, so if you are a GTO type player, go for uh, go look for someone and and make a group with someone who. Uh, who is who is exploitative or if you if you are someone who likes rather likes calling in position peeling flops peeling turn then go then have a, have a few sessions have a few discussions with someone who, who is more like the three betting pre-flop check raising a lot on the flop etc um i'm not saying that the other player is necessarily better than you but but by by having some new impacts uh, you can definitely improve your game much faster than than by doing right. the job yourself. And uh, regarding your other question, like the major leaks, uh, I, I should divide this to, to, to like different levels, like low stakes, mid stakes, and, and high stakes. Um, uh, like high, uh, low stakes, the, the biggest uh, leak is probably uh, like playing too loose early stage uh this is this is very frequent uh and not playing aggressively enough in the later stages um, and uh, and and taking too much too much risk uh in the early stages in general uh not understanding how weak your opponents are going to be in the in short handed games in in battle games etc uh so so that's that's one thing and also another thing is uh like uh, in motivate plots uh, uh, people tend to bet too big uh, either for value or for their blocks. Uh this is a very frequent mistake and uh, and then they, they should simply use smaller sizes because you you want to make a lot more protection bets etc so that's that's one technical thing which which they definitely uh, struggle with um, mid uh, I think the main skill in mistakes is uh, to to uh, have some theoretical knowledge of uh, situations where you can make extra bluffs because uh, most of the, the guys are not skilled enough to find bluffs in certain situations. But in mid the fields are still too big to build up many individual, uh, league, uh, individual read, reads on your opponents. So everyone will still go with the population reads. So, if you can go against the population in some certain situations, like, for example, let's take a flop like um, Jack 8-6 uh, Jack, um, or Jack 6-4 uh, uh, or something like that, uh, or 9-5 juice, nine, nine, uh, their population basically only bets the sea bets big if they have the, have the goods. Uh, they they are not there or they don't practice big c betting with bluff bluff hands. Uh, although you could bet a lot of big
0: big, uh, you could use a lot of big bluffs on on uh, nine five use, uh
1: and uh, jack jack six four and and and, and uh, floss like that because mm, you have a huge nut advantage and the advantage shifts a lot uh, shifts on a lot of turns so. Um, this is a spot where you can start using big, big bluffs, and your opponents will they overfold because they they uh, the only thing they can relate to is the tendency of the population. They they don't have individual reads on you, so they 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 will overfold. They will fold bottom pairs which should be a hundred percent call. Second pair sometimes they fold which should be obviously a core, And and then uh, if you can find spots like this where you can. Be aggressive without making something very very silly. Then, then in midstakes you can you can run over some some opponents and uh, and yeah, high stakes obviously. Like uh, it's 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 a tricky question because uh, I'm very far from like crushing high stakes. Uh, so I think uh, mainly you should you should build up individual reads and you should understand. Uh, game theory actually on, on high stakes like how uh, what is the balanced play uh, uh, like make some some uh, questionable plays on the flop or or uncomfortable plays on the flop to have some uh, bluff, bluff candidates on the turn and on the river uh, this is this is something I see from some of the cash game guys I'm in contact with like uh, very very weird turn barrels uh, mainly reason because they want to have some some uh, bluff candidates on specific rivers and uh, understanding these these kind of connections between the ranges in on different streets uh that's that's probably a skill um, i sh- i I personally should work on as well
0: right okay, yeah, I think that's a pretty good breakdown of all of it the above well, I do appreciate this this was a uh, a lot of fun we did go over a ton of different things check the side and personally uh getting a good idea about you and your career uh we appreciate that we are going to do a giveaway courtesy of party poker 55 gladiator ticket so i am going to uh pin copy this anything else you want to touch on uh, before we give the giveaway
1: I I I think you spoke enough, but maybe maybe I can I can return somewhere later somewhere later and and and, then, and we can continue this because it was it was fun for sure.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and do this. So you tell me when I'm going to roll it, and to get this fifty five dollars gladiator ticket. You just say the word. Mm-hmm. Now. Now it's been called. There's a lot of retweets, a lot of questions. It's taken a while to load up, but someone's going to get it. You never know. 55, we had someone on my stream who's part of it. Uh, Mary, she turned a 55 into a $10,000 uh, big game cash last Sunday. Uh, she was um, only there with us. Mary Hunter uh, Muff from uh, Great Bluff is her name. And there's a winner right there up to the universe. Well, the universe has spoken, and you've got – a fi- oh, man – I think this is my friend who posted. That's pretty crazy. Uh, and he went again. Oh, well, so the buddy I, I met him at the thing. I'm almost sure um, uh, that's the guy who just posted a picture from the piece from the Bahamas um, with him. I'm almost positive. Let's just go take a look here. Uh, I believe I think it is him. I'm almost sure. Yeah, I think he posted. Uh, looks like he's he's got the. Uh, Boy, he posts a lot my man's doing a lot of posts but but congrats on the uh the the win I, I think he just think he did something 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 nice i think i retweeted one of his things but it's nice man you never know 55 dollars. i think uh, how much yeah. did you go with online how much did you did you go with uh to start your bankroll were you one of those guys that free roll the uh, like the depo- like, pot ran up from from peanuts or a, a small deposit yeah it is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it
1: started with a free roll yeah
0: he posted a picture. This guy just won the 55 ticket. And he said, he said uh, but there I met my biggest three idols. we most memorable encounter was uh, Poker Pro Players. I was met Phil Ivy, Tom Dwan, and the biggest Jeff Gross Poker. So I don't know. Those are big names to, to put. But uh, you just got a $55 ticket. Right, yeah. so that's pretty cool. So I thought I recognized the, the name there. And he did just win the ticket. So best of luck to our uh, supporter and friend of the stream there. Um, I, I, that name is difficult. I, that looks like a European name. Matesh Pettik. Uh, I don't think I'm saying it right, but either way, congrats to him. Thank you to Luigi. And yeah, man, let's, uh, let's get this group going. Get in. uh, I think we'll allow Bella I mean, I think we could fit him in if he's available. That would be, uh, that would be cool, but whatever, either way, I'd love to work on some stuff, do some videos and, and keep, Plugging forward and and improving, as always, that would be great. Yeah, looking forward
1: to that. Yeah, and uh, thank you for the invitation. It's fun.
0: Yes, Luigi. That's we had a two hour, fifty minute podcast. We've covered a lot. Uh, This will be out on iTunes, Spotify all the different places we have the nice recorded live video, uh, here for, on YouTube. And again, thank you so much. And there will be some streams a Sunday. You got to come and check out the Twitch stream sometime, uh, when, when we're live and then we'll, uh, we'll get checked aside. Um, we'll do some giveaways and some other stuff for that on stream and appreciate it very much. So thank you for your time.
1: Thank you. Uh, have a great evening.
0: Yeah. Yes. You as well. It's late there. So enjoy your night. This was number 96 podcast. We had Luigi, uh, Navi, the, uh, I'll say Quaiser. I'm sure I'm not Quiescer. Quiescer. Right?
1: Uh, Qu- yeah.
0: Valdemar Luigi Quiescer from the founder, co founder, and CEO of Check the Side. And again, I did invest in the company. I believe in it. Pav and Matt Staples, amongst others, are involved. I hope you guys enjoy it. You can always hit exclamation check the side in my. Uh, you can hit it on my Twitch stream or you can go to my website and I think it's up there. I'm almost sure. It's under investments and affiliation and it is in the mix somewhere, I believe. Boom, there it is. You can go click there, get involved, check it out. We appreciate it. Thank you again. Cheers. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you for a stream Sunday and uh, that is going to wrap up podcast number 96. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.